Survey said. <laughs> we ready to rock and roll? Let's give her. Let's give her. So, no song today, because Jesse actually did a really nice, I would say nice, I'm going to say nice, version of a Johnny Cash track. You haven't heard of Jim, but you should. Take a listen to it. So, we have Jesse Barbosa back on the show. Everybody will remember him from episode number 99. You were yep. lucky enough to get 99. The great one. The great yeah. one. The that's what, that's, and, the and he's a youngin. So, Jim... 25 years old, man. I know. He's a kid, but he's hungry, and you'll learn a lot about Jesse. And, and, and Jesse, what are we going to talk about today, man? Oh, everything, I guess. Framing part two? Framing, framing part frame, two. And, and there is a lot of framing talk going on these days yeah. because we know right off the bat, lumber packages have doubled, doubled. Yeah. quadrupled, or they just keep on yeah. going up. While the quality's gone down. Yeah. It's insane. So right off the bat, I want to actually start off with, okay, so first of all, Jesse Barbosa, Barbosa Carpentry yes, sir. on IG. And then I've got Jim, the gentleman on the end of the table there. Uh, and it's Jim Carrick on IG and also Carrick Hall on IG. Yep. Carrick Hall Construction on IG. Is that right? I think it is. Yeah. I'll double check. It'd be easy to find. If you start typing in C-A-R-U-K, you'll find Carrick Hall. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to do, okay, quickly, a little history, guys. I want to do a little history. Can you guys tell me? Oh, here we go. <laughs> you're going to like this one. When was the van invented and by whom? Ooh. Volkswagen and the Stamet. I'm thinking hippie vans. Not, not Volkswagen. Ford. Oh, no, no. We're going further back, guys. The oh, van. yeah, like milk vans. Ford? Then. No. Mercedes, eighteen ninety six was the very first van. Eighteen ninety six. It was dubbed the combination delivery vehicle. Eighteen ninety six. How was it driven? It was uh, steam. I think steam. it was. It was wagon wheel. It was a big wooden box on top of it. That's what it was, right? Then it became the express van in nineteen twenty nine. And that looked more like a vehicle, like the classic vehicle. And then we get into 1956, where it starts to look like a van. And that was the 319. And that was kind of like that Volkswagen where you're yeah. over the front wheel. That's what it is. 1967 was the first version of a work van kind of thing. 77 was the official launch of, what's it called here? The TN? The TN and the TI. But this is all Mercedes. All Mercedes. But they're the ones that first launched all these increments of vans, right? It wasn't until 95 that you started getting the first version of the Sprinter. 95. And then 2006 wasn't until, That's when they first came to America. Everything's 2006? Been yeah. Those are the ones you see now what on yours the yours? highway. That are Mine's a 2015. So mine would be the second looks generation. Like a 2006. It, it looks the same. It looks the same. It only was redesigned in 2018, I think it was. Oh yeah. It was redesigned to what you see right now. So that's the history of uh, a van. They, they fixed wow. the rust issues with the 2018. <laughs> they got rid of the Chrysler part of it, and then it I became. remember 1973. <laughs> Econo line. Econo line, the old school ones. Yeah, we had that in high school. My buddy did. What color? A horrible kind of a yellowish. Oh, a boy. yellow. Oh, it's brutal. A yellow man. Yeah. Well, I guess I it would hide the rust. Bucks for it back <laughs> so we got a bunch more little housekeeping I want to take care of here. Uh, first off, right off the bat, Jim. Lots of guys are talking to us about the roundtable. Yeah. 
We want to make this happen. I know, Jesse, you got wind of this as well, too. So we definitely are working on this. We're planning on this. We're trying to figure out how to do it with COVID and everything like that. So, guys, we ask that you pay attention to what's going on in the podcast yeah, just here. just have patience, right? I just mean, a, the whole COVID thing throwing a wrench in everything, yeah. right? So. We got to figure it out. We will figure it out. We're going to keep it intimate. We're going to keep it small groups. It's not going to be a one-off. It will be like a few times during the course of the year. I think, yeah, it should be. That's what we want to do. And the whole objective is to continue the conversation that we have on this show. That's all it is, yeah. how guys reach out to us. And, and, and we want to thank you guys. We want to thank you for all the DMs, reaching out to Jim, reaching out to myself. We want to thank everybody that's connecting to other people that have been on the show. And they're reaching out saying, I heard you on the show. And I really liked what you had to say about this and that. And I think so, you should mention. Oh, that's the, what I, I got. The, yeah. I, I got a bunch of lists here, right? So all of a sudden, I want to do some special shout outs to Mike from at Staller underscore studios. So he was bringing up the shop classes. He right. actually is a shop class graduate, and he went through that whole circle, and he says that there's still some schools that are still doing it. Reese from BTL Contracting, at BTL Contracting, built to last contractor, and he loved the small business show about COVID. You know, oh, we nice. had a lot of great things to say about this, so we want to just say hello to these guys. Kevin Diaz out of Houston, Texas, listens to us on YouTube and loves it. Awesome. Loves it. And then we've got at DJ Reynolds LTD out of the UK, Cambridge. So he listens to us and he loves the conversations and he finds that it's all relevant over there in the UK, which is great. We love hearing that. Then we got Patrick from at Blilders, B-L-D-E-R-S dot C-A. So he's a huge fan and recently listened to the, the, the one that we did last week with Mark. Nice. The 122, and he and he loved talking about the whole stigmas and trying to change how the construction industry is portrayed. And then this morning, I sent you that message, Jim, where Andrew from at D A R R A G H underscore design underscore I M O, and he's from the Isle oh, of Man. man. Wow. So we got people that's listening insane. to us all over the place, and we want to do a huge thank you to everybody that's listening to us, which is great. They love the conversations that we're having. And we got Joe, Joe. who I've been, you know, Joe, Joe. Roselli from and, uh, and we're going to get Joe. Valley. And I've already reached out to all these guys saying, listen, we're going to start speaking to you guys. We want to start having you guys phone us in and we're going to start doing the conversations with you guys from outside of Canada yeah, or other sure. parts of Ontario, right? Outside yeah. of Canada. Thank you. And then if you guys got any questions that you want to come on the show, please DM Jim, DM myself, email me at info at theconstructionlife.com. What is your email? You want to give up an email, Jim, or... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it, if it goes through you, it's probably yeah, easier. Yeah, just goes through. So info at... I get about 200 the, emails a day and exactly. I can't keep so you, up. So <laughs> I'll, I'll deal with it, right? So reach out to us and then we'll get talking. But now, let's get back into Jesse. Let's get back into uh, framing. Yep. <laughs> the wonderful world of framing. What do you want to poke at right off the bat? Oh, God, there's so much right now. You wanted to do lumber, so let's talk. But first of all, let's just... We brought it up earlier. Hats off to Jesse, 25 years old, in this business, running his own company. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's Thank awesome. you very much. It's, That's it's, awesome. It's, 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 you know, as we, when we had Mark here too, I mean, you know, here these guys are young and it's but nice it, to see. Like, it's hats really off nice to, the, to, to, see. to the drive. To the drive. Because exactly. Je Jesse, you could, if you wanted to, you could be production. You it could, could just go in. Just swing the hammer and get out. I'm not going to lie that when changes happen and people can't make up their minds and I'm <laughs> renovating a new house, the thought does cross my mind. <laughs> it's, it's true. Like, you know, it, it, yeah. We I all have those days, man. Yeah, those, those days happen. But. So many times I've wondered if somebody offers me a job, I'm just going to go. <laughs> you know, I'll show up at 7.30 and I'll go home at 4.30. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I had that happen. 
I was offered a lead position for a rival framing company, but, and I thought long and hard about it and I said no. And it's been smooth sailing since. That was a good choice. Look, at, man, you're going to have your ups and downs. And I mean, that's, that's, that's just part of, you know, running in your own business. But I think the rewards at the end, when you look back are, you know, you, it's far superior than, I, you know, than if you're yeah. ever working with somebody and don't I, get me wrong, like working for somebody, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're, if you're with a good crew or a good company, you still have the benefits, you still have, you know, you still yeah. have fun. It's all about the team, right? At the end of the day. You want to show up. You want to be have fun, even though it's just a stressful well, it, job. It, it's extremely but you want stressful. To enjoy, so when I say fun, you want to enjoy what you do. Right? Yeah, it has to go past the money. If you're only money driven, then you won't have the drive to wake up at 5 a.m. and go to bed at 11. So, so you're not you, going to be successful either. If you're no. money driven, should you stay the production route? Probably, because on the last show with Mark, you guys talked like, capping out like what's yeah. that what's that wage like when you run a business let's say you want to make a hundred grand right let's say this year i want to make a hundred thousand dollars running a business that means i need to produce four hundred thousand dollars right you have to be really okay with spending money and seeing like the long-term benefits of spending money like payroll every week and all do this. you believe in the cap no you don't believe in the cap, eh? Not really. I mean, I'm, I'm still new enough to this. I haven't had that. Like, I, I ask older guys, like, what was that one year where you, like, just absolutely killed it? Like, I haven't really had that yet, and I'm still growing and building. But I don't see there being a cap. I think the only thing that would create a cap if you're a business owner is the available manpower. True. Like the, the labor force. That's what I said. I said that there's a cap, but you have the freedom to expand. And if you expand yeah. properly then you could have two crews. Like I know when you were on the show last, you talked about that second crew. Yeah. And if you want to give Jim a little recap on your team, because your team is young. You only have one other guy that's slightly older than you, right? Yeah, well, the oldest on the crew is 33. That's his crazy. crew. It's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear that. That's uh, Because, you know, that's this is the up and coming, right? Yeah. This is who's yeah. going to replace us. and it's And it's nice to see because... You know, I mean, you're already getting the experience. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say you're totally 100% experienced, but you're, no. you're getting there, right? Another few means. years, you guys are going to be there. Well, the best part about like the going the custom route versus the production route of framing is it, every house is different. Different, yeah. Right? Like some have crazy rounds and witches hats and there's days where you go, you, you scratch your head or you bring homework home and you're figuring out, oh, how am I going to build this? And and then you get to go do it. And once you've done it, it makes it the second time easier. Exactly. It's always the case. It's always, right? yeah. it's always Just to go case. back a little bit too, when you're, when you're you know, talking about you want to make $100,000 a year and then you, know, you got this expense and this expense and, and what you have to be okay with. I've noticed that sometimes I have to be okay with, sure, I'd like to make $100,000 a year, but your guys are making maybe 80, yep. 90, and you made 40. Yeah. And you have to be okay with that. It digs at you. It digs at you, but the upside is coming, yes. right? And you just got to keep that ahead of you and uh, and know, it's, know it is coming. Always, always. Let's but talk about the numbers because the thing is, I agree with you. I know that Jesse and everybody else at Subtrades, you guys come up with your numbers. So you calculate your overhead. 
you put it all together and then you present your number to yeah. the GC, to the client or to whoever. I think there's two ways of calculating this. You get the tradesperson who's calculating it that's money driven and you got the tradesperson that's calculating to have longevity and build a brand and build a reputation. Mm -hmm. and, and that, like you just said, you may have to pull back a little bit. Your guys will make the money and you may not make as much as you were hoping on this one, but the pay it forward yeah. as a result of doing this job to the level that you want to do will pay you forward on the next job and the next job. Well, and it, so on. it guarantees more work. Yes. Right. And that's yeah. how and, you and, and, defy right. the cap. Agreed. Yeah. Just don't get greedy. That's no. the number one because thing. Because it will go, it, it will take a little bit of a time, a little bit of time, but once, let's face it, this is a small industry. Yeah. Everybody talks, you know, so, hey, you know, look at Jesse's price, look at this guy's price, you know, okay, well, I'm going to try Jess. And then you just stay at a constant number because then I know where your head's at, square footage, everything yeah. else. Yeah, if there's a little extra here and there, we understand that. But once I work with you and I understand where you're going to come in and you're not all over the place, it's an easy give, right? Isn't morning, that our right? jobs as GCs where we build those relationships where we yeah. already work with Jesse one time and all of a sudden we see the numbers come in. So we know that if we've got another job that might be similar, but different, yeah. we'll have a rough idea where your number is going to come in. Framing wise money is made and lost in the roof. hundred percent. I, I think any, it doesn't take, unless you're getting into like round details and stuff, but it doesn't really take a lot to get a house to the roof. Right. But once you get to the roof, that's when a guy like me, we're either going to do really well on a job or we're going to do terrible on a job. You make it sound like framing is a stock market. <laughs> it, well, you know what? It I, really I, is. I, I, it, 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 I agree it is because he's coming in at a number and he's got to do it for that number. Yeah. You now, can't unless go back. I, you know, unless I throw some, you know, okay, throw in two extra dormers or something like that, then you know what? Then it's a legit extra but if he's going off the drawings, he's made the number. We've given the number to the client. Yeah. He's stuck with that number. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, how many times, you know, starting out that I've given a number. You gave I, the wrong and number. I, and I gave the wrong number. <laughs> yeah, but there's those few times that you gave the right number. Well, there's actually... a few times I gave the right <laughs> number. Yeah, yeah. The, and, and you did all right. I like that feeling. First house I ever did when I actually had a crew, at the end of the job, you kind of do your little, oh, what did I make per hour on this job? I made $17 now. And it hurts. <laughs> and it hurts. And it hurts, man. I the know. Bills still got paid. There was enough money put away. Like everything was fine. Didn't bankrupt myself after the first job, but you kind of learn. Jeez, right? after the hours I put in on, on <laughs> yeah. price and jobs, I am going to come and work for you for 17 <laughs> bucks an hour. <laughs> yeah, there are oh, those losses, man. So let's get right into lumber. How is, uh, we all know the lumber packages. I know that you got a quote here, Jim. Yeah. Like two years ago, it was one number and recently it's... It's pretty much doubled within a year. We're talking anywhere from if your lumber package was 70K, it's turned into 130K kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. How are you finding that, Jesse, with clients? Are they coming back at you or GC's coming back at you going, listen, you need to drop your labor? So I've been asked that once. Curious how you handled that. I didn't do the job. You walked away from it. Walked away. Better. It's more for, I just know once I, it's just like you said, once you're locked into a price and you plan for that, right? Everything. That's what it's got to be, right? I, I start figuring out my own manpower, who's going to be where. Oh, I got to get the forklift there. Okay, I got to get all this. And then 
when someone comes back to me once a contract's been signed and said, hey, so like my lumber went up, like I need to take that from you. Rona still gets paid or whoever their lumber supplier yeah. is. They, they, they still, still get the they money. They still make the you know money. What? You're hired for labor. That's yeah. it. That should not yeah. be your no, problem, I, man. I've fronted money for a lumber package once and I'll never do it again. No. no why would you do that? Why? To get the job. To get the job. To get the job. Right? And I well, don't yeah. know, like, everyone told me, like, oh, you got to put a percentage on it. Like, how? You can't. How? Oh, hey, Rona, can you make this five grand more so I can make some money? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't work like that. So, no, it wasn't wasn't worth it. Won't do it again. And you shouldn't have to. I mean, your, no. your trade, you show up, you build the place. We yeah. give you the material, right? That's... That's crazy, yeah. It's nice to see those stacks of lumber get turned into a house. It's amazing to see all those stacks, but I, I could still see the point of view of the homeowner. I don't justify it, though, because it is what it is. The market is demanding. This is what the softwood industry is charging. This is what It's not that we're making points on it, on it. We're not. Nobody's making points on it. The only people that are making points are the actual suppliers. Yeah. So why is it fair that a homeowner can ask that question? But that's relevant to everything that comes into. So what question? The question of we're taking a huge hit on this material line item. Can you possibly discount your labor line item? They can ask the question, but you don't have to. I mean, it, I mean the response is I'm the labor. I'm the one that's going to build. It's almost your, not your relevant. House, right? Yeah. I mean, what does that have to do What's with me? What's not worth that, to you? Yeah, don't beat me up just because, you know, they don't have enough trees right now to, to, you know, to, to get your lumber. I mean, it's, you will get asked. I mean, we all will, and, and it will continue that way for as long as this industry is around. But that's just human, just how we work. But How it, detailed do you get, Jesse, on your, when you're submitting a quote? Uh, sorry, does the client or the GC actually notice that you've actually taken the time and the effort to actually break this down, like this is your number. Like we've talked about this before, Jim, where I've gotten to this number. This is my number. I did like, there's no room yeah. here. I can't all of a sudden take off $10,000 like that. Right. So this is my number. So how detailed do you get for them? I'd like to say from a labor perspective, pretty detailed. Okay. I know that when I send, like every time I send a quote, there's a copy of my contract with it. There's a scope of work of what I'd like to do. And then obviously, like sometimes when I get sent drawings, there's no mechanical drawing with it. So I'll, I'll say things like, you know, back framing and any boxing and all that, I can't really see it. I, I'd be happy to take care of that for you. But until I see it, I can't include that in this price. I, I make sure there's very, very little gray area, uh, especially with a lot of the steel in the houses. I'll, I'll set the, the steel install as a separate line item. The basement framing is a separate line item. And kind of then just you but get, you include you basement number. framing i think you should i think so. personally yeah. i think if even if they're not finishing the basement you know what i mean this is my you know this is my pay. that's the first cutting block right homeowners will go we're not going to do the basement right now we don't have the money for yeah, it but right but it still needs to. to be it still needs to be framed as far as i'm concerned it still needs to be framed even if it's the outside walls yeah. just so you can put the insulation up when i get a quote from framers it, it bothers me that they don't include the it. basement's always, ah, oh, you know, it's an extra. Well, it's still part of the house. It's well, something that we have to do. Yeah. You know, we have to insulate it as per code. You don't have to put drywall on or anything else, but it still needs to be framed. So even if it's a separate line item and have a number for it, I mean, it's. 
Well, for, we, we have to do it. So I, if yeah. you don't give me a number, then I'm going to make. Well, you already out. know the yeah. client's going to come back at you, going, "Listen, right. we're doing pretty good on the budget. So can we move right. forward on the full blown basement now?" Right. And then right. at that point, yeah. So you already factored in. You already. Well, yeah. Like it's like whether it's a separate line item or not. If someone's going to do your basement, it's going to get worked in somewhere. Somehow. I, it's just better for me to say, "Hey, this is what frame your basement's going to cost." It just it makes life simpler for everyone. And then especially with builders and stuff you know usually by the time we're done a house the slab isn't poor on i'd say 90 percent of houses yeah so it gives me a chance to then go start another house oh we get a rain day hey jim slabs in okay we're gonna come frame the basement right like, perfect it, yeah that's it gives the way you, it works the number one thing is like zero downtime it can't be any downtime you can't call a guy on a rain day and say hey sorry you can't make your you've already today. anticipated that yeah right so saving stuff like the basements the back framing as long as there's some leeway with the client or the builder whoever that like it's going to kind of get done it to my schedule sometimes then i don't see why people wouldn't be including that we like to do it that way i mean we, i like to get the roof on at least get it you know, yeah. something well, on the roof protection protection of some kind and then we'll pour because i don't want yeah. water dripping on the freshly poured concrete yeah. right the worst thing though if there's no big windows in the front of the house the guys pouring the slab just cut a hole in the subfloor right at the front door every time that are always. always and they do it really neat with a multi-tool no. right so we do it so we i i usually just ask the guys to cut a hatch because i know what's coming yeah just cut, do a nice cut don't glue this part yet and then we'll screw the shit out of oh, it. why do they do that why do they just butcher easy, it man? yeah like the the worst is going back to back frame and you look and you go this so this is what plumbers electricians and hvac do to our work not all of them we don't want to yell at all of them but yeah we know that they no, they hack it to be fair, the whole time they're hacking it, they're probably cursing, going, a fucking framer, why do you put in the blocks way. in every in fucking way. wall? In the way. Like, so that, that's the best thing about being the framer. I only get to blame the concrete guy. Everyone else gets to blame me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming these days, Jesse, you're working six days? Yeah, it's pretty steady, six days a week. You got your crew going on right now this morning on a Saturday morning, and, yep. uh, and so you're six days, huh? Pretty much. I'm very blessed that in the dead of winter we're... And the guys like, and the weather's like, been good, man. Like, yeah, you know, it's been this dry. is really the first real cold day, isn't it? Yeah, today yeah. is the first morning. But again, they're inside today. Saturdays are for back framing or basements or stuff like that, and they like the overtime. So why, why keep them from working? overtime? Do you pay them overtime? I can't disclose that. Information. <laughs> <laughs> they might be listening. <laughs> so the answer that is a no. The answer, <laughs> <laughs> The, an the answer is yes. Do you? Yes, I do. Oh, good for yeah, you, man. We are, uh, I'd like to think, as legit as they come. Uh, everyone who works for me is an employee on payroll. Their taxes are covered. They get a pay stub every week. There's no, everyone on the crew is their own individual subcontractor because the only person that would benefit is really me. Yep, right. Right, as an hourly employee, you don't really make enough or have enough write-offs or tool purchases or nail purchases to make setting yourself up as your own company worth it. Right. I did it. When I came up, my boss asked me to be a subcontractor. I signed up for it willingly. By the time, like now, I'm responsible to pay an accountant to do sole proprietorship taxes, and it's just not worth it for anyone. And it has been a thorn in my side trying to find guys, because when someone calls, the first thing they ask, cash? 
Yeah. And I don't, and I don't know. Is and that like, honestly, like nine times out of 10, it's cash? How often is it? I'd say like half of the people who would call that me call. like looking, looking for work, ask if I can do all cash. And then I, I have to tell them a lot of guys will say, yeah, I'm on EI right now. Like, can you give me cash on top? That's the problem with COVID right now. Yeah. And the, the it's real too attractive to the thing that pisses me off about that is I'm a legitimate business. I pay my taxes. I pay my corporate taxes. I do all that. So why would I bring someone on my crew that cheats the system that I it's a red into, flag? That's right? the it's, issue. It's, it's a character thing, right? So I, I actually feel stupid about this now, but when COVID first hit and the government did the up to a $40,000 loan yeah. and 10,000, what was a grant? Yeah. I didn't take it. I should have. You could. I, I didn't want to feel like I was being given a handout. Yeah. And then I told that to other people and they're like, are you fucking stupid? That's free money. It's not <laughs> well, free money. It's not free money. Yeah, I can <laughs> but, tell you that. Somebody's paying it back. No, yeah. yeah. Like you, you and it's to, you and me. <laughs> yeah. Like it, I, but like it, it was interest free or whatever, but I just, I didn't want to feel like I was being given a handout. My business was good. We didn't slow down. So why, why cheat the system? There's no, no need for good that. Good for you. Yeah, that's great. So, that's awesome. But with finding guys, it bites me. You know, that, you know, that's funny. He says that because when the, when I was in the trade way back, I got laid off for the first time and it was like, you know, I hadn't been late. I've already, I, I never got laid off when I was an apprentice and then I was, you know, a journeyman and then got laid off, I guess, early eighties for a little bit. And I, I did, I could not walk into the unemployment office and ask for the money. I never have in my life. I couldn't do it. No. And I didn't. And I just said, Fuck, I can't, no, I'm, I'm not doing this. Because you know what? It made me feel, just like you said, like, who am I? Yeah. So I just went out and, you know, just found my own stuff. And that's how I started my own business. Oh, really? Yeah. Just doing little shit on the side, right? Again, maybe in hindsight it was stupid. Maybe could have bought myself a new forklift or something. But I just, I, I, I hate debt with a passion. Yeah. Like just, man, I, you're oh, rare. Boy. You're 25 years old, <laughs> man. Yeah. It's because I learned. That's yeah. why I've been in debt and now is never like buying a house is going to be the hardest thing for me. I don't know how I'm going to sleep with that much overhead. I think that went out because the debt, the way the market is going and hopefully it'll, it'll stay. You're always going to make yeah, it's five, how, it's five health. to 6% on your house. Yeah, so it's, so it's, it's really debt, not right. It, it's healthy debt. It's yeah. healthy debt. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only no, way you're just, but there's ways it. around it. You can start planning your business to get around that approval process to purchase yeah, the house, I, right? I'm, I'm trying to learn about that. I'd, ideally, like every other tradesman, I think I'd like to build my own. Yeah. I'm not let's really, talk about the cash but, thing for a minute. I mean, we've talked about it. I've talked about it for years and years and years. And why does it exist? Well, it's too easy, man. Yeah. No, no, but why, why does a client... The first question they say, will you do, will you do? Will well, you here do in cash? Ontario, 13%. 13%. $100,000 rental. There was, when I was back, you know, 80s, whatever. Seven. There was, there was no cash. It, it, you know, Nobody asked us to do cash deals. But it wasn't until the harmonization, but oh, Even the 5% was okay. Yeah. Nobody cared. As soon as they did the 13 and they harmonized it. That's when. That's when the shit hit the fan. And that's when you. you so basically. Are How we can you blame it? The government actually made the cash underground economy. They did. 100%. That's unfortunate. They did. Though. Think about it. Let's just say you make $150,000 a year. You've already paid. You're going to pay 60,000 of that in tax. Yeah. So now I got 90. 
Now you're going to build your house. There goes another 13% of that 90. And you can't even use any of that 13 on. as a, um, um, a difference on your income tax. Right. Then there's buying a car. You got car tax or uh, tire tax. We all pay it. Everything. We all Fuel. Pay it. We all pay Fuel it. Fuel tax. Everything. Yeah. And you go buy food. Tax. But so that, that 150 is worth what? 50 grand? Possibly. 60 grand? Yeah. So you can't blame somebody that comes up and says, you know, like, like, I saved some money. Yeah. Somewhere in Europe, and I can't remember where, maybe I got my facts wrong, but this is what I heard, that they had the harmonized tax. They took it back, like got rid of it, and the country actually flourished with tax money. They made more, the, comp the, the country made more money. Because people didn't do cash. And, and they, they were, were contributing to the economical society. They went and spent more because yeah. now they have more, more money. More money. So they still spent, but it's a mindset. You're not getting shit kicked out of you with a tax all the time. As a client, a million dollar project, $130,000. Hand it over. Yeah. Collected. I've always liked that sign in my one of my favorite roti shops in Toronto that closed down. They always had a sign up going, listen, we don't keep the tax. We collect it. I know. The million dollar, the million dollar pro project and the 130 in tax, that's really 260 Yeah. Because it's after tax money. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking money. It's a huge amount of money. Pardon my French. No, a, <laughs> Pardon no, my a, Ukrainian. And that's how you, and you're right. So then the cash economy grew. But you don't go back and you go, listen, I want to buy a forklift. Uh, can I do it for cash? Yeah, no one would let me Nobody's going to do that. that. And you go buy a new pickup truck. Uh, can I do it for cash? No. Yeah. Nobody's going to do that. So, but why is it that construction? And this is one of the stigmas too, is like every client, every GC or everybody will go to sub trades and people, can you do half for cash and half for books? I would yeah. say pretty much every job I do, the half cash thing is offered to me. Always. Pretty, pretty, I'd say pretty well every job. Do you think that would disappear if we did go back to the 5%. way the tax, yep. it would go back, eh? I'm not old a enough. Lot, a lot of them. <laughs> That's right. You, you actually were born into this. I, I yeah. only know HST. I'm sorry. I think it would, a lot of it would disappear. I think it would and too. I, you know, and, and back in the day when we had the, the round tables and all that, and we'd have the home builders come out and, you know, oh, we got to combat this, combat that, combat the underground. You know, how the fuck do you, you know, do it? This is how you, you do can. it. Really, goddamn tax. You create, not the association created it, created it, but the government created Could it. Could you imagine how many more clients would actually pull the trigger and do more rentals if you actually got rid of the tax it's and a, gave them a break? Right. It's just in the head. Yeah. It's a million dollars. You're still going to pay. You're right. It. It's not 130, it's 260. So that's in their head. 260 right there. I can't have specific things in my rental because I have to pay this extra amount of tax. Yeah. Get rid of it or give more incentives. And all of a sudden, everybody's going to Just go back it. to 5% GST. That's it. Period. Done. Wouldn't that be nice for you, Jesse? 
Yeah, but it's never going to happen. <laughs> no, you can't say it's never going to happen. Well, uh, you know the, what? The, when it first came in, they said that it was only here for a few years. I remember that. Listen, right? dude, speaking of COVID lockdowns, you remember when we, a year ago, and they said, oh, oh in two weeks, this will I all be know. over. The, the, and no. all the memes that are going out there right now. Yeah, and right. You actually and, meant two years. <laughs> yeah, like the... He was talking about cat and dog years. Yeah, once, that's the, what it was. once the government gets that money, they're not going to let go of it. That's so the sad thing. there's no point in trying yeah. to i just roll with the punches then then don't complain about the underground yeah it is there it is it's, there it is it, and it's always you don't want to do anything there about it yeah like thankfully i'm i've been doing okay like saying no as much as i can to that kind of stuff and you're not the only trade i hear from no, all it, like i hear it from lots of other trades that that half half thing is it's pretty much every it's almost common. almost every job because they go oh that gives you enough to show and then that but then like I got guys on the crew who are trying to save to buy a house. I'm personally trying to save to buy a house. I want everyone in my circle to show as much as they can to make sure that that's, that that's good. Like I'm admittedly, I'm very hard on my new guys, but as once, you should but, be. but once you make it on my crew and like I, that trust builds, like I will take a bullet for you. So I don't want any of my guys because again, they, they ask for cash occasionally. Like, oh, hey, like, could we do a cash job? And like, but like, it doesn't help them really. In the long term. In the long term. And it actually know. penalizes you and your business if CRA, Canadian Revenue Association, actually finds out. Yeah. It will hurt you as the business owner. Yeah. The, the only one, the thing with small business is the only one who ever really gets the hurt of it. is me. Right. It's me, right? Like, uh, we have the target. Yeah, like for, for example, on, on one of our builds going on right now, we were halfway through sheeting the subfloor, the first subfloor, three-quarter TNG, standard subfloor. Homeowner comes and goes, no, I want to use Durastrand. I don't want to use this. I, don't want, I want to use the better OSB. Okay, sure, rip out all the screws, rip up the subfloor. Somehow he got it delivered same day, so my floor still got sheeted, thankfully, but... That's one inch. That's seven eighths of an inch, right? That yeah. it's almost one oh, inch. Oh, she's heavy. Yeah, but so like I didn't like I didn't charge an extra labor cost for the switch, whatever subfloor, subfloor. But I told him like the time it's going to take me to get back to this point is going to cost you money. Like I have to, my guys get paid. I have to do that. He's still fighting me on it, admittedly. But and, the work's been performed. Yeah, I'm ready for the roof now. Yeah. But and I I don't have it in me to just pull off a site. Maybe. What's it worth to you? Maybe that's my problem, right? But in a situation like that, uh, Rona got paid because they can't send back the TNG that got used. They made money on the switch to the more expensive subfloor material. All my employees got paid for their time on site that day. The only one who didn't get paid for any of that was me. You, and which is always the case. <laughs> which though. is always the case, and it's the same thing. And with, what do you do? You're going to transfer it over to your guys? You can't do I, that. I can't. That's, so is this the homeowner or the builder that's doing this? This was the homeowner. The, the builder was, it was literally, and when I had my preliminary meeting for this build, I had mentioned that since we're building in the winter and you get ice buildup and all that, maybe switching to a better subfloor would be a good idea. Obviously, like I'm, I'm, I don't pay for it. I don't, I don't really care about the cost. I said, hey, this is something you might want to think about. And it just so happened that the day I'm ready to put on my subfloor switches is he woke up that morning and went, fuck, that's a good idea. <laughs> and then came to site 
But it is, it's like Jim said, what's it worth to you, right? Like, what, what, the cost that's associated to the... Yeah, honestly, it gets to a point where like fighting over like 1200 bucks or whatever, it's just not worth my stress at, at that point like, why like but you're eating the 1200 bucks yeah like it, it yeah it's just but that's not it's not really either, right it's that's not, not fair because I mean, the, you know, that's I maintenance that's, on your vehicle for the year yeah, for like argument's there, sake right? there is a there is a thing there and like there's other extras that have come up in the house that have been paid for and all that it's just it's, it's just a balancing a, it's a matter of what is it really worth me fighting this guy and then ruin a relationship like yeah at the end of the day again like it's a builder i want to work for the homeowner is in, one um, of like he's a good guy it's so you got to think long term you got to think, think the benefit right i don't want anyone to go oh barbosa carpentry griped every day over a minor thing on a ninety thousand dollar contract right. like it there's still money to be made but do you also that. think that some of the trades don't want to feel as if they're pushovers too yeah. Like they want to stand their ground going, listen, I'm delivering quality. Yeah. You hired quality. I'm building quality. I deserve to be paid. Well, but I think that's what Jesse just said. Right? Yeah. Like he got like, paid for a bunch of other extras. So you balanced it. Yeah. So, like, yeah. It, like, cause when you do extras, it's all hourly. Right. So yeah. like there is still money to be made there. So it's, let's just say I broke even on it at the end of the day and it's not really worth the you're still getting the, your distress. contract value. Yeah, like it's out, so. I, yeah, it's like if say like Jim comes up to me one day on on a future build or something, and he goes, you know, they'd like a barrel dormer instead of a shed dormer. Is that something that can be done? Yes, it takes a couple hours longer to frame. It's a little more math. It's so minor and minuscule. Probably not worth it to even go. Oh, it's gonna cost you extra, yeah. and just be a dick about it. Yeah. Like it. I do the same thing. You just yeah. balance it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's life. It's a totally a give and take, right? Yeah. Are you guys thinking that clients are too savvy for their own good these days? Are they getting information about every new possible Well, product? they do get information, but is it the right information? Because yeah. I know that the cool thing to talk about now is passive building and building envelope mm -hmm. and which product is better or what, how it works. But all those ways of building are really... They work if they're installed correctly. Right. Yeah, it has to be. This is where the framer of the future has got to be much smarter. Right. I love that. The framer of the future. <laughs> it is. And this is, you know, that's what we were talking about earlier is that, you know, if this other guy can't do that, that I want, you know, the quasi net zero ready, then it's not going to work. It's good that Jesse and guys at his age that are in this business, this is what they think now. They think building envelope. And that's the way we got to think, right? I mean, it took me a while to... To wrap your head around... To wrap it. my head around it. But after I did my own house and saw the what it was and how it worked, and, you know, I got 3,800 square foot house, my gas bill with a pool, all gas appliances, 2,000 square foot in the basement, 14 months, $1,100 for a gas bill. That's it. And you got And it's all because of the way this thing was done. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so even something as simple as like Tyvek, when done properly, it works. But then when you drive by, it's flapping the in the wind, <laughs> blowing in the wind. And, and even like, Christopher Columbus would shake his head yeah, at that sale, yeah, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's just, it even, and like, yeah, something is like on the low end is just like properly detailing your Tyvek. It's, you don't have to spend the extra 15 grand on, 
crazy like membranes and anything like that and these tapes that are expensive to get the benefit even like the r5 on the outside right like that is fantastic and what it does for your house is incredibly beneficial it's not that much labor cost extra and then the material cost obviously fluctuates but in long term it's good and it comes from probably like a, a creator mindset versus an investor mindset whereas someone who bought property to build on to sell they're not going to care about that. no 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 they're very very numbers rare. driven like yeah that's, in out because why that extra let's say i don't know 10 grand it's going to cost to insulate your house on the exterior material labor all that do it detailed do it properly they don't care because they're not going to live there why do i care what the gas bill is yeah. Right. It's, it's true. I want, but that's peace. I just remember Rob, we had Rob on yeah. that place. We finished. And yeah. I asked him, you know, just the other day, I said, Rob, you know, we're into the winter now. A few How months. does it feel? What's your gas bill like? He goes, oh, I don't even know if it was 60, 70 bucks yet. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? He goes, this house. That was his not- monthly bill. Yeah. Oh, wow. It works when it's it, done, like it, when it's done it, properly. Yeah. And then from like, uh, so obviously, the majority of framing in Ontario is all stick built, tilt up the walls and all that. So a framer doing that while all the walls are on the ground is much easier than either a guy going up and doing it off a ladder. Dangerous. And it's a hell of a lot cheaper than setting up scaffold around your house and doing it then. I mean, the only thing you really have to do is you just got to put it where the rim board is. You have to get on a ladder. Yeah. It's not that high. That's easier to do than having to do the entire. Right. Right. Yeah. And we, we worked a way around that, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah? Good. I can't good. reveal my, I can't reveal my secrets, secrets good. man. No, no, that's good. But yeah, I find it interesting that they do bring in a lot of information, like that client just showing up with different sheathing last minute, and all of a sudden, can you do this? Can you do that? Right? Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm still the guy that got it done. Uh, sorry, I had lost my train of thought. Yeah, we were going to talk lumber prices. It's, we let's, already did let's that. talk about it. Yeah. I know that two by fours got as high as almost $8 last year. Yeah. In Canada. And the quality has gone down. Have you been noticing that too? Because I swear, um, I don't know if I'm getting stronger in my age, but two by fours are very light. Like yeah, it's the density. Some are, some aren't. I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> which what's water going on here? Why is it so light? Well, it's all new growth lumber. That's yeah. the problem, right? So but they're harvesting them way too soon. Yeah, they're like these trees are probably younger than I am. Like it's as soon as they're ready. So what does to that go, do to the structure? You got it. You have to like well, they got to get the plywood on. It, yeah. It's got to go quick. Get the drywall on. Yeah, you got to be on it more careful. Like so, we'll we'll sort through every stud, like anything too crowned, anything that's a little like dungy. You get like the little mold already on them, like. That all goes to the side, doesn't get thrown in the house. And then, but obviously that creates a waste factor yeah. in, in the house, which isn't good either. Yeah, but so, you, can cut it, you can cut it all up. Yeah, for right. like, yeah, if it's got mold on it, I won't cut it yeah. up and throw it in a house, right? But like, but if there's visible defects from yeah, the harvesting and yeah, milling. I don't, I, don't, I don't mean like wane. I mean like sometimes you get the, you'll get studs where like the, you can peel apart like the grain in yeah. the wood. Like, yeah, and that's, that's that's what I'm finding that's now. That's not good. And for then no actually, one. I'm driving on the highways. I'm seeing the flatbeds with the the flats of of lumber. Yeah. And I remember seeing lumber was all pristine, clean, and nice and beautiful. Now I'm just seeing defect at almost every single board. Even uh, 
engineered lumber, like LVLs are getting... Are they like, getting bad? Oh, it's never 11.78s anymore. I've burned through two planar motors. What's going on there? <laughs> like, they're just sending it out as quick as they can get it. Uh, maybe the saw at the mill that day wasn't set perfectly square. I don't... But so, like I said, like two planar motors I've gone through and... Just taking them down. Just just planing them down. The, I got on... The, they must have been DeWalt. On... They... <laughs> Admittedly, they were, but <laughs> uh, but everyone boys, knows how I boys, feel about the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but even on like the house we built now, we got a bundle of ten foot TJIs yeah. that are all twelve and a quarter. The floor is eleven seven eight. What's going on here? Are what, these what, being milled on Fridays, or what's like, going on? Like, I don't understand. And for me, like, and as as the business owner and the guy with all the responsibility, like, where you have to make that call, like. What do you do? Are we going to use these? Are we going to lose time and send them back? Like what, what's our, our Cause plan something's got to happen. Either you right? set it up with the floor and then you got to deal with the ceiling below. Right. Yeah. But so who's responsible here at this point? I, it'd always be me. It's, I, I don't it wouldn't think, fall on the GC who falls on to the supplier. No. Cause the, like, let's say I put it in and the homeowner of the GC notices a slight little hump in the floor. They're going to go, why'd you use them? They don't care that the supplier sent them wrong. It's going to be, why did I put but that? But now in? You're, you have extra work, extra effort, extra tools. Yeah. Well, we lucked out on this one because of the price increase. Uh, this homeowner ordered both floor packages at the same time. Okay. Which kind of made the site tight. But so I took every, I took out of the second floor and then Rona will replace, I shouldn't have said who sent those. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but you is, know what? I mean, gonna, where there's gonna, where it's, it's going to replace, anybody. right? Yeah. I mean, and that's where good. good good relationships with your reps are good, right? Yeah. If they really like you, you can pretty much get anything you want next yeah. day. Right? I, I want to actually speak to but the I guy. But I think it's just the suppliers, right? That I think it's the supplier's issue. Yeah, I think you go back to the supplier and go, why, why is this stuff? Because I really want to meet the individual that stamps that, that stamp that says premium on it. Because I really don't think yeah. these are premium. Yeah. Pieces and when I of say lumber. suppliers, it's not the lumber company. It's where the lumber company is no, no. from. Manufacturers. Right? Manufacturers, Manufacturers right? yes, totally. But half of our stuff's probably going south of the border. Let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> we are a huge nation. We have a huge softwood industry in Canada, but yet the majority of our lumber goes south or east. Yeah. Very, very far east. Yeah, and now that apparently <laughs> Japan has really got into... They've got into stick framing. Stick framing, and that's where our lumber's going. But wouldn't you think that Canada, which is such a great country, and we have such a strong economy, it should be our first priority? <laughs> you would think. How uh, do we... That's, that's an, you don't want to fight that one, eh, Jesse? I, I don't want to fight that one. I <laughs> Well, long, it's, a, it's a fight that you're never going to win. I, I, a long time ago, I realized I'm nothing more than just a number. So I'm just going to live my life. long roll, time ago. Roll, you're 25 roll, years old, man. Roll with the punches. <laughs> so there's nothing uh, we can do about this? I guess it's not even worth going engineer then. But engineer is going to cost the client a pretty penny if you go all engineer. It's not that much more when you... These days. These yeah. days, it's it's not. But I th On this package here, like $140,000. How much of it is engineer? It's not, but to switch it to switch it to engineer, you're going to be pretty close to that number. It's like ten grand. Uh, overall, that's like a ten percent, fifteen percent. I'd do it. But there'd yeah. be an increase in labor too. 
Why? Engi well, for engineer framing? LSLs are, so this is what I realized. So again, one of the houses we're working on is mostly engineered lumber in okay. the house. And one thing I learned that I have to factor in when we work with all engineered, nail gun repairs. Yeah. Oh, because it's already, That's, yeah. Because yeah. to get a nail, so there's a, there's a high pressure framing system, which is like six grand to buy into. I don't, it's not even readily available. So like if something were to break or anything like that, like you're, you have downtime, which again is no good for this draw. My compressor has been cranked at like 170 PSI, which is just going to take a toll, which the guns hate. And I, I would say honestly, and Jesse, the, what do you have an arm for, man? Go back old school. <laughs> yeah. So your arm start there's, swinging that off, off, man. There's, there's, there's your labor cost then. Cause my, my, <laughs> my investment in the right tools cuts your labor cost. <laughs> So there would be, uh, that's what I figured there would be. So you got to factor in a little bit of an increase in labor. Right. I would just find a way to, like I said, I've got like, fuck, 15 coil nailers and Attachy. Attachy. Of course. Of course. <laughs> See, how did you know it was Attachy, Jim? <laughs> but the good ones. Some Dude, of the, I like that. Yeah. You talk to any of these old guys and they're Attachy, throw man. that thing on the I ground. I know. I know. How old is that? I don't know, 15, 20 years old. Yeah, mine are all A2s, which came out in like 98. Was, you can't was, kill them. You can't kill them. I hunt for them on eBay. I hunt for them on Kijiji. Like I, and you maintain them yourself or you send them up to I, service? I send them out to, to service. Who do you deal with on service? Uh, com complete equipment. In oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah I totally forgot about them. Yeah, yeah they're solid guys. But again, speaking to nailing through the engineered lumbers, like the LSL studs and all that, probably 800 bucks in gun repairs on this house. Just on just one like, truck, like, one house. Like like pins break, uh, feeders break because the higher pressure, the guns hate. Like it's it's not. Okay, not fun, all you manufacturers right? listening, build yeah. the gun. No, the guns. The problem is the mar the market the hasn't will never be built the dictated same. it yet, right? Right. I remember having a conversation where I Bosch had that laser level, which I thought was pure genius. So it's a laser level to find out if your floor, your concrete floor, or any floor is has a dip or a high, high spot. Are you talking about the rotary? No, not the rotary. No. This is a different laser that stays on the ground. It okay. shoots out two lines. And whenever there's a dip or a high spot, oh, it, it splits the lines. This is pure genius. That's unbelievable. So it was like a $1,500 item. I was dying for one, one and they discontinued it because people wouldn't buy it. Oh. Yeah. So again, the market wasn't asking for it. So I know you, you gave a shout out right now that sure, Atachi should be designing engineered it, framing guns it's but it, it it goes so much further than engineering like the the steel they're using in them isn't as good anymore the aluminum isn't oh, as yeah, good true. like it, it it they want it, it to it break go, the reason why those old guns are so good is it they're made they, in, they're, they built them too they're, they're made in japan they're even like my my forklift my zoom boom is yeah. a 2004 and the other day uh my hydraulic filter was clogged and it caused the hydraulic pump to overheat like she was steaming so i called my mechanics like hey like i think i fucked up the hydraulic pump like i know that's a big repair like what's going on and so he came he checked it out he goes yeah you gotta really hot but you know like in these old machines everything's steel so you got like, her really so hot <laughs> <laughs> in the dead of winter listen <laughs> e equipment boats anything it's always oh, female yeah. <laughs> it's always a sheep <laughs> But, uh, oh, we're going to get letters. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> maybe. 
but yes, but like again, I agree with you. I agree and, with you. And he goes, all the new machines, it's all aluminum gearing. Like you would have melted it. But that's how yeah. it is these days. So uh, we all know that if you have a washing machine that's got an, a yellow or a green painted color color on it. It would last forever, yeah. but these machines are designed specifically to fall apart fall after apart. five, six years, and I you got to buy a new one. I grew up in a house with a washing machine from the 60s. She and still it, works. It still <laughs> works, and it's ugly, but it still works. But I think you're yeah. right. Tools are designed the same way. Yeah. They're built the same way today. Yeah. But that's across the board. Nothing's made no, to No, I totally to agree. Nothing's made to anymore. Look at right? your that's, iPhone. Or that goes they make so money long. because you don't keep a tool for 20 years. Yeah. Right, they, they make money because it. you buy on buy another tool yeah. in five years. It it goes to everything, right? Like you got the like the Occidental leather tool belts. They're like it's a four hundred dollar investment. I've had mine for five years. It hasn't ripped. It's good. Like it, or you can buy an eighty dollar one once a year. True. So it's it's what it's about who you are as a person and what you can justify. How are the nails these days? Good. But They're good. Yeah. But that's because I, I I got a I got a guy I get made in Canada nails. <laughs> really? But They're you made don't in Canada? use nails. Yeah. Pardon? No strip nails or coil nails. Sorry, yeah, coil, coil nails. nails. Yeah, I get made in Canada. Good, nice nails. Good quality. Huh? Yeah, and I'm not telling anyone where I get them. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us off, Mike. <laughs> no, because I know a lot of guys will just get a pallet of whatever, and and usually it has a big sign that says "Made in China nails" or whatever, right? Yeah, no, I bought. Because I think steel's going up next, or so I've, yes. so I've been told. I bought three skids to get us through this year. Nice. And that'll last this, you one year? That'll probably, maybe a little more than a year. That three skids is 180 boxes. And you got to think that way. So, I mean, hopefully the younger guys are listening to you where they, you, you got to start anticipating the year and start stocking yeah. up on a bunch of stuff. But that's like, I've changed as a person through business too, right? Like now I can see that the work is going to be there. Two years ago, I, I was buying five at a time because i wasn't sure if my next house yeah and you didn't want to be carrying that right i didn't want to carry that cost now that i can i have that outlook and i know kind of what it's going to be like it makes it easier to to do that sort of thing invest right yeah that's all it it is you're investing back into your business right yeah like yeah it makes it easier to know that hey yeah this is like three grand in nails but they're gonna get used i'm curious jesse what are some of the tools that you bought that didn't fulfill what they were supposed to do Oh God, I really don't want to say this. Oh, I do. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm on a roll today. <laughs> <laughs> don't say any brand names. Don't worry. But no, because what it is is is, is like only this one brand makes it. <laughs> oh, so if you get okay, so, share it, and so if the sales rep ever hears this, you're a great guy. Come you, after me. You you tried helping me and it just didn't work. So there's this laser. Okay. So that already gives it away. Because <laughs> there's only one brand framers use. And it, what didn't it deliver? It, it squares for you perfectly. Like it'll give you over like 300 feet a perfectly square angle. Really? And it finds that you, so you pull your parallel off the foundation, you set the laser on one mark, you walk to the other end, you set the receiver, you push a button, and it finds it. It's like a, wow. It's like a, like you said. laser. This is like a $2,700 laser. And it is, was supposed to be like life changing, but it didn't change life out of the box. Two of the three laser lines just didn't work. And I brought it back to where I bought it. And they said, no, this is a warranty issue with the company. So (laughs) then I called the company and I'll admit the guy gave me his personal one. And like, like for sales, for sales, his worked. But then I waited a month. I got mine back out of the box again. Just didn't work. 
So what was the issue? Did they resolve? I, I don't fucking know, man. But so now, you're just saying customer service now sucks. I've, now I've got a $3,000 brick. Sitting there. Just brick. Like a little light show from the seventies. Yeah. And I, I bought it because a lot of the times like jobs overlap. Mm. So with a laser like this, I can go square and chalk out a foundation by myself. I don't need anyone else there, which is efficient, which, which, which is good, right? Like the, the guy. And then when we show up on site, I don't have four guys staring at me while I'm chalking nice lines one. and leveling all that. It's, Hey, show up, Joyce are here. Let's go. Everything's ready. It's already plated. So, so why didn't you just give yours to him and kept his? Oh, he wanted it back, right? He well, gave because his works. Yeah. Well, no, no, because like they gave it, like they mailed it back to me. Oh. Right. So, like I don't know, and then I gave him his back, and the next time I used it, it just. So see didn't that go. that's where I think the supplier, distributor, whatever, should be sticking up for you. And going yeah. to the manufacturer. Well, and, and it's COVID related too, right? Because he he did say I'm when he, so tired. When How did, is a laser? No, because he did say like, and again, fantastic. This rep has been. I, I, it's no fault of his. When they get them in Canada again, he'll give me a new one. He'll replace it. When's that? Gonna... Nobody knows. <laughs> I think I might have bought the last one in the country, and it just happened to not work. So are they all in a shipping container somewhere in the middle of the Pacific? I, I don't fucking know, but yeah, it'll get. So yeah, so that was pretty. That was pretty disappointing. What other tools have disappointed? <laughs> that's three thousand dollars. See, I always yeah. kind of look at these numbers, going, I don't know. That's a new set of tires on I, my truck. I buy old right? stuff. That's like my my compressor. It's an Airboss. It's gas, and like I think the thing's like fifteen years old. It just works. It works. Got a Honda motor on it, and it just well. That's that's just, you're just starting run. off right right there, man. It just runs right. So you gotta. I don't know. I burnt out the motors on the planers, but that's because it's a cordless Dewalt planer. It's not really. It's yeah, not they're really, not designed for that. It's not really that. made no, for in ripping down LVLs. I, I think it's any right. of the DIY wire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, it's, it's not really. It's not really made. If it's, it was blue, teal, or red, and they were it, all cordless, they would have been all the same. Situation. Hey, I was teal before I, I. I was teal before I went yellow, and it's better stuff, I think. But, you, but you're chopping with yellow. No, all the no. saws are skill saw. Yeah, you're all skill saws. Yeah, yeah but you don't have a miter on site. When we back frame, we do. Yeah, you that's, a yellow, that's a yellow one. That's but a yellow I, one. I'm framing. What do I need a fez tool? Fucking, nah, you don't like. There's still, there still is very much a tolerance. Do you have the battery one? No. No. Eh? No stationary tools. Why? It it sits in one place. Exactly. I, I can't justify the the extra cost if it's in one one spot all the time. So you guys use the chop saw. For like back framing and stuff, yeah. I've tried to bring it out to get one guy just cutting blocks all day, joist blocks, whatever, and it's I've found it's just as efficient. You're just sitting there and you're just trying to figure about efficiency. You're just trying to figure out how do I get my crew moving? Yeah, because like I I think I talked about this last time. When you price a house, if you put one blanket square foot value on it, you'll go out of business. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Right? So like you have so me, I I know what my payroll is gonna be, I know what my crew is capable of, I know how long it's gonna take, I can tally up all those numbers put on what I want to make on the house and then give someone a price. If they want to break that down to a square foot value, that's fine. But yeah, and it usually ends up within like an acceptable range anyways. It's just, right? So the way that you can be successful at doing that is finding those efficiencies. The laser, right? That gives me a day where I can go by myself, not pay anyone else to be there and get a house ready. Not anymore. <laughs> Yeah, not any, not anymore, <laughs> un unfortunately. Well, hopefully but. the reps are listening and realizing that you're 
a forward thinking tradesperson trying to figure out I've got my crew for X amount of hours per day, five, six yeah, days a week. We have to I, it's production. Yeah. I love that word production because it, yeah. like you said, five guys standing around, one guy it's doing a job. Killing you. It's yeah, not, killing your it's business. Not, no, it's not. And then say the builder walks on site and he's looking at guys like he pointed at me, by yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't look it doesn't look good for wink, anyone. Wink. It, it doesn't look good for anyone like like just guys doing nothing, right? True. Like, I have a dedicated guy who like basically just cuts blocks and keeps our sites clean. But to be all fair, like in GCs, we actually love walking onto the job site during the framing stage because it is a symphony yeah. to see a good, well-oiled crew yeah. working away framing. Yeah, like I, I try different things. Like I've tried to have dedicated cut guys where one guy will cut all the headers, all the jacks, all that, and then deliver to guys nailing walls. And I've tried it with everyone just cuts and nails for themselves. And I've I found no real difference, right? I find that when you have one dedicated cut guy, maybe my guy just wasn't good enough at the time where it leaves guys waiting for stuff while he's taking care of someone else. So like... It, to get that symphony going takes a lot of trial and error. But I res it's very respectful. I, I love watching it. It is yeah. me peeping my head inside the hole on a construction site and yeah. just taking a look at what's going on. Things I talk about, I didn't come up with any of this. No, right? you like learned it from other things. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I learned it from guys who I've, who I've worked for directly under them. I've learned it from guys who like I would consider my mentors in the industry. There's books out there. Guys who have come work for me will go like, oh, you know, like my old boss did this. Like, can we try that? Like, yeah, absolutely. Of like, why? You're open let's, for it. let's see if this is positive. And if someone I hired can bring something positive to the crew, that that's ideally what you want. Right. But Jesse, you realize 25 years old, that's not what you're supposed to be thinking or saying or acting. No, but I also, yeah. I'm just saying it. You're yeah, you 45. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask you. So I know I feel for you guys sometimes. I mean, today it was minus 10. Yeah. It's cold out there, but yeah. I get it. The when you, sun shines. Sun shines. Yeah. You, you get a little bit of warmth. How are you guys presenting yourselves? Are you guys out there with the tattered car hearts that are all ripped apart? Exactly. That's what I want to get to. Because Jesse right now is showing us his embroidered logo on his vest, and and you got layers, right? Yeah. We so got you layers. you work in layers, and then you're out there. You get into a groove. You warm up. Yeah. You take a layer off, and it's a presentation. Yeah. And you're conscious of that, right? Try my best to make sure guys are always in like some sort of company attire at all times on site, whether it's in the summer, a t-shirt, like a sweater, a, a, a vest. I don't, I don't really care that much. So, these vests are actually a funny story. One of my guys had these made for us. Nice. Uh, as a birthday present for me. Oh, wow. That's, that's nice. Cool. So that, that was... Uh, Did he put Jesse Barbosa on every single one of them? No. <laughs> Every, everyone, every, everyone's got their name on it. And people told me it was stupid to wear a vest with my name on no. it. Because now everyone knows who the Barbosa is and who to yell at. <laughs> but, so your guys don't walk around with untied safety no, boots? No, I, I don't allow... Ripped up I don't overalls? Allow, I don't allow sweatpants. That's where I'm headed. Because I think yeah. it, it, there's huge value to having a crew that looks presentable. Yeah, I think... I think you gotta it all come it's all the hiring process you have yeah. to hire the right people like i've i've had yeah, guys, but it's all boys down to image too right? yeah, yeah right like like for me the number one thing i think before looks and anything like that has got to be a clean site yeah i get scatterbrained if there's yeah. mess on site it frustrates but me that's a, that's no also end. our job 
as a yeah. GT, right? It's no, no, I don't think so. Necessary. Like you should be responsible for like the well, full the, the side. bin, the right. bin. But I mean, no, your work area. If you're framing, it's your site. So yeah. obviously, yeah, you guys need to take care of it, right? Yeah. But there are still some guys out there that go. You know, you'll say, "Hey, can you clean up?" No, no, that's it's your job. Well, there's you know what? That job. is the you one. You should have a guy I, for that. I I'm too old to like to repeat that question over and over. Can you clean up after yourself? Yeah. I shouldn't have to say that. Yeah. Ask that. I, those words should not come out of my mouth. Like during the middle of the work day, obviously. Like it I can, don't care it about can, that. At the end of like, the day. But, and the I, end, yeah. Especially like every Friday when we wrap up on Friday. Tidy up. Two guys will wrap up tools and two guys do like a deep clean. Like deep for the clean, last, pile the last up the cut off half hour of the day. Because the weekends is when all the homeowners come through. They come and visit. Right. We Good. make we make sure all the safety rails are up, everything like that. Cause like all, like during the framing day, like to lift a wall up, it might be in the stair hole. Like you gotta take the rail off, get the wall. That's that's our own risk that we take, right? Mm-hmm. Like homeowners, they bring their kids, they bring all that. And I don't ever want to be responsible. For, oh, my kid fell out a window because you didn't put a rail like True. so always leave a site as if they were moving in, even though it's at the framing stage make it so yeah that, that's what we always say like yeah just remember they are going to show up they will after four or on the weekend yeah with their camera phone light 100 and, and that's around. where the professionalism does too because when they come by during the day like i, I don't want to an sound, image i don't want to sound like judgy or anything but who wants to go like oh these guys all look like crackheads and they're <laughs> building my house <laughs> like, like it's true man it's true and I, I think that image, image, image thing is important if you want to work in the higher end neighborhoods of the city. Yeah. I, I, if you want to go be Joe Blow production guy and there's nothing wrong with that, I don't think that's something you really ever have to worry about. If you want to go to that next level, the money spent on like company apparel and all that is it does more for you than just giving like keeping your guys happy with free clothes, right? Like so when you pass your trial period with me. You got three sweaters, five t-shirts, you're taken care of. Yeah. They're even yeah, different. Right. There yeah, is even guys. different colors, so you can mix it up throughout Depending the week. Depending on the mood of the week. <laughs> yeah. We stick we stick to our own colors. We don't budge. Yeah. All the guys get jackets. Yeah. Thieves. It's all about branding, man. Yeah. It's oh, all it about really branding. Yeah, you want but it but it's image. Like it's Well, you got the most recognizable van in the city, right? Yeah. But I'm changing that because everybody's doing that now. So I so. want to change it to something else. Everyone yeah. can wait until I figure out what I'm going to do with that. <laughs> but Jen, you said that before where a lot of guys will say I quote a job, I do a job, I get a client, then they try to downplay my quote and then they keep on haggling back and forth and then you've said Walk away, yeah. and the truth is, you should be finding the clients that you want to yeah. work with. I walked away over a thousand dollars once. Really? You tried to get my price down by a grand. I said, honestly, if you're gonna fight me now, now what's it gonna be like later? later. Yeah. Right. So find the clients. Yeah, find so the clients just, that you want to work with. Just sorry, I, you man, know what? I, I have think. said that over, and I probably I think maybe I've said that before on this on these podcasts that you know, a sub trade like Jesse or Mark or anybody out there, find you know, a handful of good GCs that pay you, feed you with work and are good to work for, you'll make a ton of money. Yeah. No, that's the battle is fine. But that. that's the team. Again, that's yeah. building a team, right? That's yeah. a I don't think GCIs. too I don't think too many guys go straight into business and work for builders right away. Like I, no. did a, I did a lot of work direct for homeowner. 
Okay. And then now in the last year is where I'm starting to get that, that flip where it's now starting to be like repeat customers who are all builders and I'm no longer really directly attached to the homeowner. Obviously I meet them and stuff, but who did you prefer working for the homeowner or the GCs? GCs. Of course. Cause it, it job security, right? Yeah. So like a guy like Jim's hustle can help keep me busy, right? It's no long. Now I really like the hustle signing a contract. A fantastic feeling like it is like when you put the challenge in, yeah like but i i love it like so when you, like you get the first call you look at the plans you submit a price i always follow up i always give them a call hey what do you think do you have any questions like i and then like a week or so I'll go by and i call again and maybe like it's pushy whatever i don't care and i go like hey my schedule is kind of filling up like i, I need to know are we going to do this or whatever you have like a little negotiation maybe and then you sign and like that whole I guess it's a sales process really is fun to me. Mm -hmm. I, I like that. It's hunt. the chase. It's the thrive. Yeah. You just go after it. Yeah. yeah. And then you get that first draw and all the endorphins go off. And you're <laughs> put, put but then check. you start panicking about the last draw. Yeah. It's always the fucking last draw. <laughs> yeah. Always. That's funny. Last draw, last straw, last, last draw, draw, last draw. draw. <laughs> but you so, know what? We just said, uh, we, I actually got pissed off about a month ago. You? You don't get pissed off. In my own way. <laughs> as a GC, you know, as you know, as a contractor or whatever, you know, we put the we we throw the drawings out to all our trades. At least have the courtesy to get back to us oh. in a timely manner. All it means at times I'm bad for that. So how much time like this is Jim, you So we give we huge. give a date. We give a date. Yes. How much time do you allocate for them to get back to you? Well, we used to I mean we we allow two weeks, but we you know, I think given two weeks, guys take three and four. In a busy construction season, two yeah. weeks is a blink of an eye. It is right. three weekends, right? It goes fast. God. And you know what? We've lost two jobs because we couldn't get in on time. Did you let so them I, know? Yeah. Over the to one you that now. you just priced mm -hmm. everybody was within the week because we sent out an email and reminded everybody yeah just you know what respect what we do we respect what you do yeah respect the 50 60 100 hours that we're putting in to try to get the job we haven't got the job yet yeah at least if all we're asking you to do is get your price in on time so we can present and have at least have a fair shot at getting this thing right for me it's all it's all mornings, right? So like as, as a small business owner, like my day, every email that someone is going to get from me is going to be sent from between 5.30 in the morning and 6.45 in the morning. Yeah. Right? Every morning, my alarm goes off at 5. I wake up, you know, make a coffee, whatever. I sit down, stare at my computer for an hour and a half to two hours. I look over drawings on the bigger houses, all a lot like three or four days to go through everything, right? Like I- So uh, three or four mornings. Yeah, like a, a 5,000 square foot house can't be priced in an hour. It's impossible. It's, you'll put out a stupid price or you'll miss something that when you get to that point- That's the dangerous on, thing, on you miss job, something. Yeah. So it cost you. Yeah. Right, and it, like especially like- Or it costs like, you the job. Yeah. yeah, or it costs you the job, right? And then, you know, so like 6.45, all the emails are out, I leave for the site, you know, set up the site in the morning. You, I work till some night six on a week like this week. Then I'd go to Bob's, thankfully, right? Drop off guns, you know, hey, I need these repaired. They're in, they're at the front door. 
Nail and guns, then, nail guns, nail guns. Yeah, <laughs> not in front of the bank, <laughs> <laughs> right? And then I'm home at like eight, and right. And, and then, then before you know it, you're gonna turn in in a couple then, hours. And then some days are good days where you can just sit down and chill, and then some days are bad days where you open up a set of drawings again, and you're like, okay. Then you try to How, catch up. Yeah, like you, on the weekend. It's when the, the drawings stop coming, that's when you need to start worrying. Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, being busy is a blessing, right? It, yeah. But that's when you guys say like the drive, like that's what it takes. Like days are 16 hour days someday. Like that's, I barely slept the other, like I mentioned to you, I don't know if we talked about it earlier on this podcast. Like they added a chimney to the house. Yeah. You were mentioning it, right? Yeah. Like what that did to me is all Wednesday night, I couldn't sleep. Cause I'm thinking like, how the fuck do you do it now? Am I going to do it now? Yeah. Right. Right. Like they still got to dig the footing and all that for it. They got to do it. But like now I'm thinking like I cut out a hole in the house to make like, right. The next thing I know it's two in the morning and I'm like, fuck, I got to be up in three hours. Get the concrete guys to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, that's where the problem stemmed from is oh. it was originally going to be a faux chimney, all block covered in stucco. Okay. And then now, because in his, uh, in the master bathroom, so is it a wood burning? No, it won't. No, it'd be zero this clearance. Is, this is all design, yeah. right? The reason why this so now just has... just frame it and stick it on the side of the wall. Well, this is where the extra work comes in. He, right in line with the chimney, is his master shower. Since a designer was brought in when I'm ready for the roof, now that shower, they want to use the chimney space to make it bigger. You know what I mean? So it's, it's going to protrude. Oh, wow. Out you past. just want to complicate things now, right? So right? now, yeah. structurally oh, speaking, your floor is going to go cantilever into the chimney space. Well, no, because on, on the first floor, we'll frame it up to the floor height. Yeah, and then the build it out, right? But yeah, you're adding a yeah. balcony to a section. Pretty Something like that. Yeah. So now, and then the chimney protrudes past the roof 10 feet. Yeah. Code. Right? So well, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. But, but now the onus is on me to. To build it. To build it. But how does how do you keep it from swinging back and forth in the wind? Right? Well, r- r- well, right now, these are like I could set up scaffolding and stick frame it. I can build it in the driveway and call on a crane. Like, and that's where like staying up all night comes You're from. You're trying to figure I, it out. I got to figure out how to make this happen. Yeah. It's not like the world's most difficult thing, but it's one of those things where it's like. It's got to work. You know, it's, right? it's up to me. I got to figure this out. Right. And at the same time. I got to keep other guys busy, right? I can't dedicate five guys to doing this. So like your brain is in so like so many places in one day. It's not even funny, like staying organized and on top of even just like the current job you're on is a dedicated effort. Like you'll get a set of drawings throughout the day. Like you'll start thinking about it. Like I go, oh, wow, that's like a nice barrel dormer. How would I do that? Like this would be so nice. But you're framing a floor on the house you're on, and you got to be in tune with all you those. Still gotta you got to be focused. You got to focus on that, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, then add three guys all asking you for instructions. Where do I go? What do I do? Yeah, keep right? the machine running. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, you got to love the clients, I guess, Jim. You've come drain. across this a few times. Where uh, should we wait till spring? No, there's no point. There's this is Canada. We all trades work right through the spring. Yeah. But I mean, the only time that you don't frame is if it's a downpour. 
Yeah. Yeah. And there's a basement to do. <laughs> there's there's always a, something. But there's always something to do. But basically, always a downpour is the only thing that you can really slow you down. Snow doesn't slow you down. Slow uh, you down. We'll work out in the snow until it either becomes too slippery. Slippery. Or if I got to clear snow every every two minutes mm. to then make room to build a wall or something, it's, it's, it's not, not worth it. It's, not, it's yeah. not worth it. It's better to just go home. I, I yeah. don't find anything wrong with winter building. No. Never have. Just bundle up, prepare for it, have Honestly, your breaks. I'd rather, warm. I'd rather you know, frame now, and like you say, you know, it's February. It's going to be February in another few weeks, you know. And then you get the client that says, "Well, why don't we wait till spring?" Okay, we can wait till spring. So now you're going to wait that much longer. But once it starts to rain, there's nobody's coming to your site. Yeah. It's like I say, you know, I can shovel snow, but I can't shovel rain. Yeah. Right, I can still work. Can't work in the rain. If you, you know, dig your, do your excavation, pours rain. Now I got to pump almost re-excavate again. Pump out the water. They do the soil test. No, no, got to go down another three inches. Yeah. Just to, you know, fuck. Yeah. Like it just. No, I'll admit, my crew, we light rain. We'll keep pushing. The yeah. boys are some of them are psychos, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm the biggest not, thing. I'm not saying, is, I, no, I'm big, not saying I like. But the it. biggest thing you got to worry about is when you do your footings. And you got to keep the ground. You just got, but you yeah. have your insulation. We have a shitload of insulation blankets that we use, and you know, and we deal with that to keep the frost out of the ground. Yeah, yeah. get your footing in, get your walls up, get your first floor, cap get it, it going. and then heat it. Yeah. It's all, you know, it's going to cost you a couple thousand bucks in heat for a few months. Yeah, but you're saving months, months, and then you're so ahead. Of then it's the finish line because if you if you wait and you push and you postpone, right. You might get stuck moving in in the winter now. But then you're now, so now by the time you frame it, you know, the time you do the foundation, frame it, roof on, windows in, it's April, May. Yep. Now all the exterior can start and yep. you don't yep. have to heat the outside. Summertime. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, you do your stone. By the end of the summer, you're doing. you're doing the inside. Yep. And then you're moving in early fall. Or Ideally. even if you, even if it, you know, you start later in the fall and you get stuck in the winter. You don't have to do the exterior, no, but you can it's wait. closed in. It's closed in. You can start doing all the roughing yeah. of everything else. And even if you put R5 on the outside of a house, oh, it's, it's warm. warm. It's warm inside. One heater will take care of the house. It'll take care of the house. It, it gets simple. pretty nice. A lot more than an open house. Yeah, we had that house. heater in the basement at that place. It was 4,500 square feet. We did the R5 on the outside. Didn't even have the insulation in the ceiling yet. 72 degrees. Yeah. And for this, for the schwank that's which, in the basement. Which that's that's Caribbean weather for framing. You know what I mean? Oh, not for framing. It's just for guys yeah. roughing in. Yeah. Listen, as far as winter goes, minus five in the sun is pretty nice. It's warm. It's not. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then like you, you can right? you can laugh and think we're no. If, I know. Trust me, I've stood there. If I've you're stood there, man. If you're moving, the best thing to it's do. It's comfy. If, if you work on a framing crew with a gas compressor in the winter, the best thing to do be the guy that starts it because when <laughs> when you crank that pull cord right gets your blood flowing you're good you're warm you're ready to go forward everybody else is shivering everyone else i i shit you not that's the best thing so with lumber packages and and the prices going through the roof and us shipping material outside of this beautiful country you think there's going to be a rise in steel framing no because steel is a commodity too it's it'll also just, expensive it'll, eh? it'll just go up and it doesn't make really for a better home, thermally speaking. Therm in our climate, no, all steel I would not do. I mean, I know a lot of commercial buildings, it's all steel, steel. right? Like I don't, 
Yeah. From like a structural point, I don't think you could not like. So I, I think do it'd an, be fine I would to do, do interior. Like I framed many basements in steel before. Yeah. Because you don't have to worry about it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it is nice. It's easy. You get a perfect straight wall, no screw pops. I mean, that is the beauty of it. But then you increase mechanically. You got to run electrical a certain way. You got to run HVAC well, a certain yeah, way. Yeah, you got to put the grommets in. You got to put the grommets in. And all you have that. an increase it's a little more. Yeah, it's a little more work. Yeah. But it's a perfect wall. It's true. I mean, back in a long time ago, we my uh, lumber supplier you know, asked me one time, he goes, look, I got a bunch of excess lumber here. It's finger joint. Do you want to use it? Really? He's shaking his head. It was the best thing for me. Really? Yeah. I had no callbacks. You did not have any... I had, it cut down my screw pops and everything else 75%. With finger joint With lumber? With finger joint lumber? Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't... I, just, I don't know. How, I don't see that. Yeah. You can't lay it down. It'll snap. It, it, yeah. The only way you can do it, it's only for... Vertical stuff, loads. Vertical loads. Yeah. I, I agree it works, but it's like brilliant. I... And if you want... Do they still sell it? Yeah, it's, it's it's hard to get. Oh, okay. Uh, I'd say, f yeah, four years ago we were building with finger joints. Yeah, and stones. it was about four years ago it came out. Yeah, I mean, years before that, then it kind of disappeared because whatever. Then it came out again. Now it's kind of disappeared again. I think though, like you're talking about perfect walls and stuff. There's no reason why like a standard two by six framed wall can't be perfect. Perfect. It just requires more effort. So from like a quality control standpoint, like we have a eight foot level, right? That at the end of the house, I'll run it along all the walls. See if, if it's doing that. If, yeah. if I get a little rock somewhere, it's not really an issue for me to take out that little cordless planer, plane off an eighth of an inch or a quarter of an inch here or there. The, the but, that, but you know what? But that's, right? that's great. But that lasts for... It's still gonna move. It'll still move. Like, like if yeah, you don't, so if, if you can't, if you can't get, you know, your um, subtrades in, your mechanical, all your M and E's done in time, it's going to move. We had that problem on a house that we're in the middle of a lawsuit that they stopped the project. We kept sending email, email after email after email, making them aware of these potential we hazards. Cannot warrant how the wall is going to be it's been two months now it's been the, the worst humidity ever mm -hmm. and your walls are going to be all over the place didn't care did nothing nothing took us three months to finally settle what we needed to settle to get back on the job and then that was the end result at the end of the job is what they're holding us for and we have mid span block everything Everything. Even on Every, an eight foot. Well, I ran into a similar issue, right? We. Well, that's what we did all that. Yeah. And still, and still, like, if you don't get on it, you know, like it's crucial when you. I when can only you, imagine lumber to today your, is worse. It doesn't right. even and have a two you, month window. You know, you say to yeah. your client, like, make up your mind what you want, so we can get the plumbing done, the electrical done, so I can get it's the board on. It matters. It's, there's a reason why we push to get this done. Yeah. It's only to, you know, it's only for the performance of your home and how it's going to look at the end, right? I mean, but we're yeah, going to get screw pops. You can't get rid of that. Tell my clients all the time, look, get through the first winter. Like Rob's called. You know, he goes, Jim, you know, I got a couple. I said, you haven't gone through the winter yet. I said, you're going to be more, you know, in the summer, spring. We'll come back. We'll 
picks them up and that's it. It can't. I mean, wood is living, breathing yeah. thing, right? So, and I think it's going to be worse with as you say, as you say now. That the I just find that the material, shittier. the lumber, is just crap, man. Yeah, just, I'm still going to get blamed for it, though. I, that's the unfortunate <laughs> thing. You will, 100. percent You will. You will. That's, it was the way you framed yeah, it. Yeah, I said it before. I signed up for this on my own free will, so I'll deal with that when the time's. You know what? The way to get rid of that. <laughs> Here's my solution. Cost more money though. What's our what's the what's the uh, the insulation package? What do we have to be? R SB twelve, whatever. R twenty four, R twenty four, R twenty two on the main walls. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you want to save money? Put your two inches of rigid on the outside. There's your ten. Do a two by four wall. Now you got R twenty four. You have three inches there, so that'll be there. eighteen, and then the two four. Yeah. Okay. Now we're gonna go to steel. Frame in front, inside. Frame inside. Framed in front of it. With an inch and five eight steel stud. Clients will never no. sign off on that because you just took away three and a half inches it of area exact. around the perimeter. No, but they, I didn't. No, sorry, you took away two and a half inches. I didn't take anything. I went with a two by four. Can't do that. Your all your load bearing walls got to be two by six. Right. That's do they? The, yeah. Your load bearing walls, but your perimeter walls, as long as you meet the insulation requirements of the OBC, you're fine. So your you, perimeter walls are what carries every load in in the house. That's true. Everything runs from the exterior. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, you would never... No, no, but I thought two by your exteriors were actually designed for two by six for the there cavity are, of the insulation. I'm sure there could be, like, revisions made, because I know in other parts of the world... You, like, you'll, you, you'll need you to... Two by four, like you the only reason in Ontario on we, we went to two by six was, was for, for the R value. But so then, why don't we go to two by eight, then? Two by for eight? What? Yeah. Why? No, 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 you have to do two separate walls. Why? Because you need to get that break. So you need to build your wall for structure and then put your insulation on the outside, put your insulation on the inside, but then put your dead straight wall, mm -hmm. which is the steel, and that's what you're finished with. Mm. So you are still getting a thicker wall, but I, I'm pretty yeah. sure that you can get away two by four structurally perimeter. I think so. You can, hmm. but it has to be drawn that way. It would have to be drawn that way. And then noted, engineer has to sign off on it, but then the city or the government or whatever is, uh, is going to ask for the R it's value. All about, it's all the R value. We jumped to two by six strictly for R value. That's what it was. So we couldn't get the minimum R in a two by four cavity. But if you put the insulation on the outside. I guess, yeah, you would meet all your minimum bearing requirements on all your floor joists with the two by four. Yeah, got totally. It's, it's three yeah. and a half, right? Yeah, yeah totally. You got you three and a half, and then you got inch and a quarter is your rim board that still leaves uh, inch and three quarter left. Yeah. So in that, that's like. Most of the time, your bearing is minimum an inch and a half. Yeah. If you get three inches, then they're very happy. Hey, you're the, you yourself or the guy never go minimum. Oh, I know. I, I t listen, I would yeah. go. I sometimes question. I see an engineer note and it says one and a half inch bearing, and I'm like, one and a half inch bearing. We got one on uh, the house down the road. Uh, ten and a half inches minimum bearing for one of our beams. For an L. What was the span? A, a four ply LVL. Yeah, yeah. And on a span of what? Butts into the steel beam. I, th I think eleven feet. And they're asking for 10 and a half inches. Yeah, it was that's specifically crazy. called out. I don't that's, know why. And I've, a four ply? I've never. And But that's where it's important to hire the guys that pour through. Like, you know that first page that's all the construction yeah. notation and all that? Yeah, the fine print. Yeah. Ask how many of your subtrades actually read that page. They don't. They don't. It was a while before I read it. Yeah, but that's where all the little things that when you're doing your walk through your house that can fuck you, that's where all that information is. Yeah, and is. that's where the inspector is going to come along and they're going to find that one Most note. Most inspectors. Most inspectors yeah. don't know that. 
No. Well, they they know one thing. I find that every inspector has one thing that they know. That really they love well. calling out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're almost that's their trademark you know what yeah. i mean but the thing is we don't know who the inspector is and we don't know what yeah. what his trademark is i wish you guys would show up on a white hat and the trademark on the back of your shirt right. so then i know what it is <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds wrong but i was always told you got to leave one small thing for them to catch it yeah because when once they catch that one thing they let their guard down and they're 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 satisfied that's interesting it's true i'm not saying i do that i but like that, that i've been told that in the past you gotta leave. It's like with the safety guy. If you leave one railing out on a window, well, this should he'll be zero in on that, and then you won't notice that your stair hole's not covered. Yeah. Like, you give them that one thing to make them feel good that they did their job, and then the rest is okay. <laughs> or, good yeah, point. or not put a, a good put practice. Put a heater in the shitter. No, yeah. oh, don't go there. The little, don't the go little there. space heater that doesn't work, and you just take a photo of it. Don't yeah. go there, man. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if we all refused to work in the winter because we weren't provided a heated port of body? You can. Le- so you like can. you can. Yeah, I mean, you can get shut down. Yeah. No, no, no. You Legally, right now, all potties in to. Canada have to have a heater in there. Yeah. Legally speaking, they have to have once a in my life have I had a heated porta potty on a side. That was it? Once. Mm-hmm. Once. <laughs> I got nailed twice. You got yeah. nailed twice? I remember one time on the show. Yeah. Yeah, it was shut down because of that. Shut down. So. What I don't like is that there are some tradespeople out there that refuse to use the toilet for number two. And even if you set it up with the heater and everything's all good and it's all legit, they still will go down to the local coffee shop or whatever and do number two over there. Or, or go home. Or go home. <laughs> or go home. Exactly. Right. <laughs> that just comes with the territory. That's just how it is, yeah. man. It's, hey, and we're blessed on on custom home sites where it's usually one crew at a time. You go into a subdivision when the bricklayers oh, are in there. Jesus. <laughs> The brickies, oh, they're the messy. Brickies. I'm sorry, brickies, but oh man, it's bad. The what Portuguese a... brother. Yeah. The, the lots fucking... of Italian brickies <laughs> out there. Okay, there's lots of mortadella down there. I'm yeah, sorry, man. What is a feud between you guys? If you, I don't know if what you it want is. it done right, you hire the Portuguese. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it, man. Nothing oh, to do with God. it. It's always, yeah. you know, the Manny man drive through Little Portugal is nice brickwork. Oh, it's beautiful brickwork. In, brickwork that's in, not done today. In, in Portugal, if you wonder why it's such a poor country, it's because everything's fucking built perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> it's built like going walking through uh, São Miguel in the Azores is a fucking. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, but everything's poured into the stonework. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the, the long lunches. They gotta have the little flask of wine. Exactly. And the blow for bread. And, and it's a shame that you can't do that. That because if, if the ML, be, that wouldn't fly. That would. Wouldn't it be nice if we were not so hyper production driven where you could do something like that? Oh, that'd be amazing, like, man. Take, you know, start at seven, work till 11, you know, stop till 1230. Christ, that's go. what happens all the time now. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just. Start something, Jesse. Yeah, maybe start just something, man. No, no let, it, it let, would drive you crazy, man. The production yeah. would go out, right out the window. No, like you let, if we're motoring and like we've had a good week, like on a Friday, you might stop at four. Or like or you like take an hour lunch like just shoot the shit but like if when it's go time it's like yeah. okay half an hour let's there's go no, there's Back no to work. hour no hour lunch. i know i know because you lose your rhythm yeah i, I know yeah. i brought this up where the hvac crew on a current job of mine was ordering mcdonald's uber i've every, started uber eats him 
Really? Yeah. I was going to ask you, does your crew make their lunch and come to work? And It's about 50-50. Okay. Me, I'm bad for it. I'm. So you're doing Uber lunch? I'm so busy. Wow. Like to, to find the time to, like, I could. I just maybe, find you lose so much time. Maybe I'm lazy. But the thing with, like, like coffee orders now, I'll Uber eat some because it's cheaper for me to Instead send than someone somebody. to, to yes. have them deliver it than put to it send a, a guy at $30 site, an hour. Man. A coffee machine? Yes. Some Bucket. sites don't even have power. Well, you got you got, you got your Jenny. power. Yeah, you got your Jenny. Yeah, well, that's the one we're on now is a Jenny, and so I hate it. Plug you it don't have machine. temp power there? No, it's awful because I have a heater in my job site trailer, right? That keeps our glue warm, keeps the batteries warm, keeps things charging throughout the day. And you got to run. That, that, that's wrong, man. I'll admit he bought a nice Honda. It's quiet. You could have a conversation standing next to it. Doesn't but, matter. You should have temp. That's, but that's even, wrong. That's mandatory. Even, yeah. even my forklift, right? It's minus 10 out there. It's a diesel. It's got to be plugged in. Still has to be plugged in. Christ, we just got, we, we know we're not starting for another three weeks. We got our temp service in already. But that's the difference between homeowner builder. Right. Right. The, yeah. There's less penny pinching going on right like you can build this beautiful this house 5800 square feet monster but then putting a temp power pole is too much money for you it's just it's you can't no, control also, human I, nature. you know what it's three what grand have you gone through yeah. it though i mean toronto hydro is not the best entity to work with they're well they're they're tough yeah. They're tough, I mean, well, man. they're tough because it's just taken so long. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're using, and I know we, we don't want to say this, but they're using COVID as an excuse for delays. I, I find it frustrating, man. Yeah. But if you're proactive enough about it, you can True. still hit all your time. It's all about being proactive, right? If you know it's going to take a little longer, call them a little bit earlier. Right? I'm, sure, like, I'm still trying to do the math here. I guess it is cheaper for you to Uber Eats coffee instead of send a guy to go yeah. get coffee. Go, go pee. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta go pee. We're gonna take a small break and then he'll come back. No, the uh, (laughs) no, 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 no. So, you know, while he's peeing there, that's the thing, man. And actually, it does make sense, man. Sorry, I said two Portuguese guys. We can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, (laughs) but it does make sense because I was a little dumbfounded when I saw that because I started asking, I've never in my life done Uber Eats, I just can't justify the delivery fee and then the tip fee. Yeah, but when you pay a guy to send to send out, it actually is cheaper then, it is cheaper. And then you don't lose a guy on site. That's true right? too. Thing. So coffee break for us is usually at 10. So at 9.50, I'll send a guy. Yeah. 9.45, like some sites are far away from a coffee place or some only have one where you can walk. There's only walk-in. There's no true. drive-through. So now he's got to get out of his truck. So you put the call in and, and then it arrives at a certain... And then whenever it gets there, okay. Then coffee. you guys stop and you have your yep. break and you go break. right back to and it. you go right back to it. It is worth it. I like buying coffee for the... I don't normally... Like we will occasionally it's a nice take, gesture, yeah. Man. Like usually, I'd say eighty percent of days I buy, fair I think, right? But you know the other guys do, so it, it evens out eventually. But I'll give you a little tip, just, Jesse. You yeah. can always, because uh, I know this happens to me quite a bit, is the reps and the salespeople that want to stop by site. Yeah, they always offer the coffee thing, yeah. and then you send them a list, and then they show up on. Yeah, the site with a list. Yeah, never right, but no, but mostly right. It's the thought that counts. counts, I had had a rep bring us all pizza for lunch one day. That was fantastic. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Same laser? No, uh, (laughs) a forklift. But we we can talk about 
<laughs> when we do the 10 questions, I'll let you know what my dream vehicle is because I'm about to we'll buy bring, it. I we'll think. bring that up, man. But yeah, yeah, so I'm just trying to figure out because I know that you've gone through. Here it goes. Jim's coming back now. <laughs> Feeling a lot better? <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> what, are, what are you doing? Because I know that you talked about how you'll take the eight footer and then you'll check all the crowns on the walls and yeah. make sure that's nothing popped. And if anything's popped, you'll take you know, uh, a working yellow tool and you'll plane it, right? Yeah. What, are, what are other things that you do that other guys don't do? That you kind of take pride in yourself and doing a lot of like doing all the passive detailing and all that now that's becoming more standard there are a few crews in the city who you're taking notes who, who take care of that yeah. yeah a lot of that we do i always screw subfloors like oh that's just a, a given now you using you quick drive? Do that? yeah you don't just nail them i it's easier what, it's, i think isn't it what to- i found again bring coming back to efficiency right so when there's a four-man crew we're sheeting the floor one guy's on the gun, one guy's cutting sheets, one guy's bringing them, one guy's gluing and hitting them in, right? So usually, you nail them first, just attack them? No, usually what I've found, because obviously the nail gun's faster, but what i found is the guy nailing is always ahead, right? The quickest thing to do in that process is nailing down the sheets. Once he's done nailing a sheet and he's waiting for one, he's stopped moving, he's not doing anything. The screw gun is just fast enough that Boy. when you hit that rhythm, it's it's that symphony right it's screwing down okay the next sheet gets brought okay he's there he's screwing that one okay the next one gets brought okay he's screwing that down from a my perspective i don't have to go back and do it right so there's the savings on nails so and stuff so like we that. have a guy that comes in and does it yeah is your flooring guy i guess will screw him down or it's all he does yeah. this is not, this is all he does he comes in he grinds it screws it then he grinds it yeah, so grinds the edges. So you just temporarily tack it when you're framing, and then he comes back in. Well, no, they oh, they'll, fully they'll, nail it they'll, down. they'll fully nail it down. Then he'll come in, probably grind it first, then nail it. But he comes in after the drywall's up. Yeah, because you know it's probably moved by then, and he wants all the you know all the weight of the drywall may do this, may do that. He comes in and does it. Man, it's, yeah, it's 15, it's fifteen cents. Well, now now a we sheet? only no, uh, a square foot. A square foot. Yeah, it's not expensive. No, he only needs to sand it. <laughs> oh, he needs to sand it. Yeah. No, it might, might but be I guess in your assembly, cents. yeah, Jesse, your assembly, how much more time is it costing you to actually screw it down? It's, it's really this, because that one guy now is just always moving. That's all he it's does. about the same time. Right? I and just like, find it's a better seal because you've got the PL already underneath and yeah, now you it, squeeze the screw right there. Right there. Yeah, right? Now it makes it all one unit and that's how building is. It's like that yeah, TGI yeah. has got to be firmly connected not to that like, substrate. Not like there, you really should be missing nails on a two and a half inch or a three inch floor. You'd joist, be surprised it's sometimes. All like with a screw when you miss, it's nice you and know. easy to just pull it out. Yeah. You know you're not digging a cat's paw into the, into the sheet. If let's say... Let's say you need to take a sheet off or something. Like sometimes there's areas that need to get insulated, like in a rental or something. It's yeah. easy to just screw it out. Like yeah. it's oh, it makes more right? sense. Like sure. again, like how I mentioned us ripping off the subfloor. If I had nailed that floor down, taking three times as long to take it apart. I know, right? And then like we use like the proper Simpson screws, so there is a structural factor to them. They still yeah, it's a number three head. Yeah, they still give your shear value. So you're using quick that. drives. Yeah, the quick drive. I think like once you find that rhythm and that efficiency, there's no reason why you shouldn't screw down. They haven't place. made that gun in a battery, yeah? They do. They have a battery now. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. I, I have it. But you have it. <laughs> yeah. 
Why didn't you go I, the? I, I got a problem. Oh, really? And if tell if, me more about so problem with the drive, yellow tool. What's the driver you're using? <laughs> it's no. I don't mean I have a problem with the tool. I have a problem with making sure the way I have it with like our tool setup and all that. There is no reason on any site, even when we're running two sites, why any one of my guys will say to me, "We don't have this. We can't do it." Right? That's why I have 15 nail guns. Yeah. Because when seven are broken, redundancy. I then. still have enough. Yeah. Right. So. So how many quick drives you got? That I only have one of, because usually on a subfloor, it's. You got one guy. But what if it right? broke? Right now, yeah. we're experience is the first time we're experimenting, or I'm experimenting, I should say, with like two houses at the same time. Just to see how it goes. Right. Mm. I just wanna, I wanna see kind of what that process, what the stress levels like that on me are, and if it works good, then maybe there's room to maybe expand a little bit. But so, how I, would that work for us GCs? You got two, you got one crew going on two different houses at the same time. So, are you? No, no, two separate crews, two houses. Two separate crews. Not, two. You can't jump back and forth. That's no. not fair to anyone. Okay, no. exactly, right? No. But so you're still creating the production in the same amount of time, carrying yeah. two? When we start, I'll give a shout out to one of my guys right now, Neil, mm -hmm. who is my best guy. He's my foreman, he's my right hand man. He has all the same building principles as me. Like he's very, very talented. Whenever we start a job, because I run a business, there's times where in the mornings I'm not there till 10, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And questions still come up and all that. That's kind of just the nature of the business, right? I make sure every, before we start a job, obviously they know me. I introduce them to Neil. If you have any questions and I'm not here, this is the only person you talk to. Yeah. And since he's been with me basically since the start, he knows how I build. He knows how I like things. So now that there's opportunities to branch out and all that right now, he's in the lead position. And then I can then take another crew and do stuff like that. Obviously on like the hand cut roofs or any super hard things, or if there's a need to put two together, then we can do that. But I'm again, I'm just experimenting with it right now. I'm trying to see how it goes. Interesting. I, I don't want to do it with sub crews. Because my reputation cannot be put on no. someone I can't directly control. No. Right? That, that's... So no. it's smart that you're doing that because that no. is avoiding the cap. John Carlo, when he did our stuff back, he would, um, you know, he would have a couple sites going on. Yeah. A couple crews. But then when it came to the roof... He was there. He was there, but he just brought his best guys... They did the roof in half the time that it would normally take. The A team. Yeah. And yeah. then they move over. And you know what? I mean. I don't want to have that A team, B team thing. You want an AA meeting. Yeah. I, I want an A. Not an AA. A -A. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but I mean, there's sometimes you just, you need to, you know, I mean, you, you would say to your, your your GC and just say, look, I'm going to be away for three days. We got a roof to do. Yeah. I, you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to be happy, but I get it. And usually they're back and they do yeah. the same thing. Because. They're going to do the same thing for you one day. Yeah. They're going to tell this guy that I got to go over and do Jim's roof. You know, I'll be gone for three days. Yeah. But you know what? If it gets it done and it gets it done in the way it should be done. Then it's good. You know, Absolutely. That, there's and nothing wrong with that. Like it, it all comes down. Like you have to have that communication though. You yeah. can't have a guy call you on a Monday morning and go, where the fuck are you? <laughs> Right. Yeah. You have to tell him like the Tuesday before, of course, Hey, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week, we're going to all pull off, get the roof done. And then the rest of the crew, it'll be more guys here to kind of keep your job moving. Right. So yeah. I, like I said, I'm just experimenting with it right now. I'm it's working. It's going good right now. Cause it's not two full new houses, right? Like there'll be 
a smaller addition and then the main build. Like I'm, I'm not trying to do two 6,000 square foot monsters of houses, right? That would just lead to me being on the phone all day, problem solving in two places and then, and then nothing gets done, right? I'm trying to do it slowly. I'm also trying to avoid being the truck GC where I'm spending all day driving back and forth from job sites. Oh, there's a problem here. I have to be there. Okay. And then you're that's not efficient. No. Cause when people hire Barbosa Carpenter, right? Like my name is on the company. They, they hire me. So I have an obligation to be there and control as much as I can personally. Okay. We got to get wrapping up. Any other questions you want to ask Jesse here, Jim? I'm learning from him right now. I, I got one last question before we get into the 12 questions there, but, uh, any good framing jokes? out there good framing jokes <laughs> any digs at bricks or mechanical or anybody else there's no other uh, no i just not, figured not jokes there's like framer isms like oh like, i'd love isms, to hear a couple isms. of those man looks good from my house like, yeah that's the classic one I, I, everyone everyone knows that one a lot of have expletives that i can't say on <laughs> on a podcast you really to get the full effect you need to be on the site yeah to experience to, those ones you need to be on the job site on our crew, we bring in jokes like a big one lately has been, it's not rocket appliances. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I like, I'll, that one. like I'll be trying to figure out like a curve D, like, uh, like a bell roof, like the radius and all that. And I'll, I'll go to Neil or something. I'll be like, oh, you know, it's not rocket appliances or like <laughs> worst case, Ontario. Worst case on stereo. It's really just trailer. It's all from Trailer Park Boys. Really just okay, all right. just, just <laughs> little Park little Boys, shit yeah. like that. You nailed it, nailer. Like when someone finishes a wall. Just stupid. They wonder some of the old ones. Yeah, stupid. They wonder some of the old ones. Stupid shit. I don't like know. That, there's, there's like Dude, uh, you're not building a watch. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, one one thing we, we do, again, this is all like personal stuff on our crew, but we had a really good new guy who ended up like he worked hard, showed up. He was really good. Uh, his wife had egged him on to like go join the union and get benefits for like the kids and all that. And I get that. Like I, I don't blame him all. His name was Spencer. So now randomly we'll just yell out, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> we miss you. <laughs> like, yeah. Every crew has it, man. I, I just yeah, know yeah. that there's always the digs between the Portuguese and the Italians. It depends on who it yeah, is yeah. on the side. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess you still get an Eastern European digs as well in there too. Right. Yeah. They're See, there. framing's so universal. There's like I know Ukrainian crews, Portuguese crews, Italian crews. Like, who's not there's, framing? There's so many uh, Irish. Irish are not framing. Are they framing? Uh, I don't know. No, they're, uh, framing. they're framing. Yeah, eh? like yeah. I, I just. But then, like when you go into brickies, like I would only ever hire a Portuguese guy to do brick. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> if, no, you know, no. Fairness though, I know good if Portuguese, I'm put, if I'm Italian, putting, Irish yeah, brickies. I know I'm them all. Our, sto our stonemasons yeah. are Ukrainian. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. See, if, Polish Ukrainian. Yeah. If I'm you could pull Iranian dollars in tile in my house, I'm gonna hire an Italian. <laughs> <laughs> like, the stereotypes just, of construction, It's just the man. construction stereotypes. Oh, it's funny. Oh. But then framing's everyone. Jamaicans, everyone frames. Oh, I know Jamaican framers, too. Yeah. Yeah. They roll up in 350Zs, uh, fully loaded. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With the saws and everything in the back, little hatch of the car. Yeah. And I'm I like, I don't imagine. get it, man. I cannot imagine. Linden Chambers, yeah. Linden Chambers. That's, that's what he rolled. It was either that or occasionally the Escalade yeah. would show you're, up. Yeah, you're, you're a framer, Ziggy. He's Polish. He's Polish. He's funny. He's hilarious. Yeah. Right? You dry, get... dry, dry, man. You oh, got to meet him one day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. When and he's work. got four daughters. Oh, oh man. Four <laughs> daughters, man. No sons. 
Oh, when, <laughs> when we worked with him, that was a howl, man. We were laughing all day. He's hilarious, we man. We were going. Uh, Fuck, man. Yeah, he's, he's, like, I'm thinking back. Like, just so deadpan of, like, yeah. you don't know if he wants to be alive anymore. <laughs> but he's so, And he's young, too. He's in his late, no, mid-30s. But he's so, yeah. he's so funny about, about it. Like, it's Eastern European, it's, it's post-communism humor. Yes. It's <laughs> yes. so funny. <laughs> it's so, because, like, those people have been through the fucking Singer, rigor. Yeah. So, like, yeah. now, now. All you can do is laugh, laugh man. All That's you all you can do. That's why when changes are, again, back to the changes. But really, what can you do? Right, it's gonna happen. Just fucking roll with the punches. Thank you very much, Jesse. This has been amazing. So let's get these twelve questions out of the way here. I know you've answered them before, but we'll get them to answer it again. Yeah. Ready for this? No. Favorite construction word? Fuck. Again. Again. But it's not even a construction word anymore. No, because it's a verb. Everything. Everybody uses it. Everything. Or like I said it last time, donkey. I love calling things. I love donkey. That's great. But now you're gonna use Spencer. Now, now it might be Spencer. <laughs> Least favorite construction word. A little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. <laughs> like when. How about increments, man? No, yeah. when when I'm when I'm leveling walls and guys are going little out, little out. I want to know how out. Am I pushing a quarter? Am I pushing an eighth? Are we an inch out? Did we fuck up? Like what? What's wrong? What turns you on in construction? Lasers that work. <laughs> What turns you off in construction? <laughs> Lasers that, that don't, don't work. work. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite curse word or phrase? Favorite curse word phrase? Uh, it's got to be the F word. All right. I'm sorry. Favorite car? Favorite vehicle? Favorite vehicle? Can I include construction equipment in of this? Of course you can. Yeah, because right now I'm, I think I'm going to buy a Roto, one of the rotating telehandlers. Oh. A used one. I'm not going to go drop a quarter of a million dollars on something. I don't have a quarter of a million dollars, but... I want to road over 80 feet of reach, like rotates, like the things we could do with that as the houses get bigger and the lots get tighter. Easier think, for you. I think it's back gonna, to efficiency and production, man. It. It's yep. all it's about when it comes to framing. Yeah. Uh, least favorite vehicle. Can we go like the 350 Z? The, the, <laughs> the, 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 my least favorite vehicle is the one that isn't suited for your needs. That the one that doesn't get the job done. That's, that's, I think, a fair answer. Uh, construction sound or noise do you love? Do I love cash and checks? The cha-ching that goes off in my head? Cha-ching. <laughs> they no. still do that, eh? Cha-ching. Uh, no, I, I got to I gotta change that one. What honestly, is that from? That's from the cash register. Yeah, it's from yeah. the cash register. Yeah. No, honestly, like... You're too the, young for cash that, register. Man. The, yeah. best, the best sound in construction is when sites are just moving and it's all the white noise of construction mm-hmm. that that is nice like there's days fuck when you yeah. <laughs> the occasional oh, man. Yeah, out of there's, nowhere there's, who said that <laughs> yeah there's days where the radio doesn't even come out and like, really it's just the white yeah oh I, that is okay that is one of my pet yeah. peeves man. see i you don't, don't like radios on site not when you know depends I don't on mind the music if it's eh? down but just as background I, just have background. Yeah, no, like I don't usually like we have a radio. Obviously, I don't bring it out. If if the guys but don't bring, bring the radio it out, it and, never and then, comes out. And then put on the Construction Life podcast and just leave it on the background. Yeah, but then no That's one, all. no one would work. We'd be also keen on what you have <laughs> to say. And don't bring pets to your site. Who's bringing pets to sites? No, job site dogs are a thing. Yeah, is, I don't. Again, it is goes this back that to uh, uh, what's that thing called? Um, um, anxiety. 
What's that? Anxiety dog? No, no. The, uh, the, the pets that are allowed on planes now. Uh, what is right. that? Yeah, no, but it's for anxiety. Yeah, therapy. Therapy. Thera- therapy is that what this yeah. is all about? Really? No. Just no, just guy, some just guys just like their... I don't know. For me, it's a professionalism thing. I'm not a fan of it. But a dog if, can get hurt. Something can happen. Oh, Someone could be was, carrying uh, something. There was a brickie. Or not, yeah, a brickie on a site, I, fuck, three years ago now? We had the tarp over the stair hole, Uh-oh. right, to keep the heat in the basement. We were working on the second floor, so it was on the first. It was like nine feet to the basement. Dog doesn't know what that tarps for. Jump right on it into the basement. Dog was fine, but like, what if that was a second floor? Yeah. Or like, it's just. Dog would probably still be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? This why wouldn't I, come to the site anymore. <laughs> why? Stay away from tarps. Yeah. Why add that extra layer of just another thing to worry about? I don't want to be backing up my forklift, going, "Fuck, where's the dog?" Like, <laughs> right. No, I, I right? think it's like, a it's, it's, it's a safety, safety thing because we yeah. don't know where the animal's gonna be, man. No, of course. But hey, if. And if, if you're, you're on the roof doing it, work and you're worried about your dog, like where it no. is. Then like, now you're not focused. No. And then you could yeah. probably fall. So. But if the builders you work for, whoever's fine with, I'll just, on that one, I'll say just you do you. Like who who yeah. cares? I've never had that. I don't know. I haven't had bring, bring your dog to work day. I don't, I don't know. I like yeah. dogs, but sound or noise do you hate? Sound or noise do I hate? It's always going to be when I hear, Jesse, <laughs> come here. <laughs> <laughs> And what? I just sigh and put my head down. Because you know something's it. coming up. I just, yeah, something's coming up. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Lobster fisherman. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember that one. East Coast family. And I'm what go- profession would you not like to do? Project management. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, running, running like... The like, job, like the whole job? I'd like to run my own jobs. I'm talking like the, but the guys, industry in general. The guys who are doing like three, four houses at a time. The fact uh, that you can wrap your stress, man. Like imagine, like I'm sure you've experienced this. One house is at finish stages. One house is still framing stages. To turn your brain back and forth from those two completely different aspects. Do you like of that, Jim? I yeah, you like that, eh? I couldn't do it. Just yeah, juggling. It makes the day go. It makes a move. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we. Yeah. Christ, when we were going last year, we had eight. Nothing going. Oh, wow, eh? Plus our little bit of commercial stuff we're doing. Wow. It's busy. Yeah, but you're not alone in this, right? You're team, partner. Yeah. Right there. Like, I know guys who do that, and it's just them. Like, I don't know if I could. That's a hustle. Clients. Oh, no, it's it's hard. Like, when I was on my own, I did eight or 13 jobs that time. It just about killed me. It drains you. Wait a minute. You're talking about the, the show. But I did, you know, build a thing. We had we you had 13. 13 projects. Oh, that was insane, yeah, man. See, that's... Totally insane. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? We got a mansion going up. In a frame. <laughs> you got the contract. <laughs> yeah, you, you, got, you got the contract. You can frame it, man. Yeah. The Italians are doing a tile. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, thank you so uh, much. So catch Jesse on IG, Barbosa Carpentry. Yes, sir. Catch Jim at Jim Carrick on IG and Carrick Hawk Construction, I think it is, on yeah. IG. Catch me at Hardcore Reynolds. And once again, everybody, just send us some questions. You guys have any questions? We want to start compiling questions so that yeah. Jim and I can yeah. answer them on video and start creating more content out there for everybody. And we possibly will come to your job site to answer the questions. That's what we're planning on doing. And stay tuned because we are working on the roundtable. That's yeah. going to happen. It's going to happen. But, you know, with COVID, we have to 
figure out play logistics on it. safe. That's yeah. all. Yeah. But it's going to happen. And then by all means, please keep on sending DMs. And, and we love that we're the, the listenership is growing and, and, yeah, and no, outside of awesome. Canada, U S yeah. and the UK and everybody. So thank you so much. Yeah. And don't worry about if you ever think it's a stupid question, because it's not <laughs> ask. No, no ask. such ask. thing as stupid questions. No. no. And no, one of us will get back to you. Somebody will yeah. get back to you for sure. Asking stupid questions leads to avoiding big mistakes. There we yeah. go. A lot of the time. Yeah, That's it, man. And if anyone has a framing sure? question, you're, I just you can moved you up to 55 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like Freedom 55 now, man. Yeah. You're, you're going to be retiring uh, I, soon. At 55, I fucking hope I'm on a fishing boat. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the lobsters, man. Jesse, yeah. thank you so much. All right, so we'll catch everybody next week. Thanks, guys. See you, Out man. of here. Have a good one.